Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? Ruel, you're invisible. Where am I? What the heck? Why we just, am I invisible? We confirmed everything was working. You're still... Uh, okay. okay. Oh, did <laughs> I minimize again? I just can't oh, stop doing it? it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, those are not well, good at least we vibes. have a good vibe sticker right in front yes. of my face. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's hopefully that'll um, do some good for us. I, I, uh, I, will, I will take the good vibes in stride. Uh, that, yes. that is not an ill portent. That was not an ill <laughs> omen. I'm sure this show will go fantastically. Uh, yes. Thanks to sponsor of the show, The Fog Escape from Paradise, which, of course, right. is on the table. And we'll be talking about that when we get to the actual show. Um, awesome. This is actually really neat, though, I have to say. I don't know if okay. you actually looked at it much. I haven't. I wanted to save all of the surprise for now. I, you know, when oh. we start doing the show, talk about the game, and I, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, interested. Well, it is. Yeah. It's very much a race game, and that's why we're doing uh-huh. the top ten race in a minute. But hey, nice. uh, we're, 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 hello everybody. V Gates, Hi, uh, Adam Gray, ganz gut und du. Um, <laughs> Ooh, that's that's about all I got. Although I was a bit oh, okay. informal throwing out the do instead of the Z. And I'm, wow. I'm sorry, uh, Adam, if that was a little presumptuous on my part. I mean, it's not like wow. we're old high school chums or anything like that. But I'm going to go speaking with of high school, the one thing. <clears throat> speaking of high school, the one thing I remember from my German high school class is, is das die Deutschklasse? And that's, that's all I, I know. Uh, <laughs> nine. This is not. <laughs> that's it. That's why uh, I'm nine. Nick's so good. Kind of fun. Um, oh. Hey, how are you doing? I Obviously, everybody can see, or everybody who is watching instead of listening, because, of course, this will eventually go on the podcast stream as well. Ruel is still living life on the road. Yeah, and it's not the fun kind of road. I mean, <laughs> you know, I am, I am grateful that we do have a place that we can stay at. You know, Airbnb, we are very fortunate that the insurance is taking care of that. But, you know, as we were talking before we went live, it's just it's still living out of a suitcase. And even though I have a temporary, you know, workspace, which is fine doing the job, it's just that doesn't feel the same. I don't have my games around me. I don't feel at home. And every night we go to bed. The bed is fine, but it's just not my bed. And I'm not sleeping as well. But all things considered, it is what it is. And we are going to get through this. We still have a couple more weeks here, unfortunately. But. We're going to be able to do, you know, the R&R show and other live streams as well. So I'm happy yeah. about that. Yeah. And it is good to, uh, at least there's one sense of normalcy where I can hang out with you and talk about games. That, that's a good thing. On a tiny, tiny desk. Very tiny. I mean, it's, oh, it's. Yeah, uh, yeah you posted I, that to the guild, right? Yeah, I did. So here's the sword that I got from um, <laughs> Chip Theory Games. You know, it's the sword won't fit on the desk. It, it yeah. barely fits. It's it's a shame. It's It's definitely not my table. Uh, I'm used to having the tabletop or the game space, but, you know, you, you just make do with what you have. Folks, if you want to get some mise-en-scene for Ruel, go over to guild.rado.com, where he posted a picture of his current filming situation. And, uh, yeah, you're basically just, like, crammed into a corner on the tiniest little uh, desk. It's about the size of a grade school desk it, in, in, it, it in really the bedroom, is. I think, right? 
Yeah, it, it used to be a bedroom. They convert, or it actually, it was the den, and then they put some beds in here. Uh, folks, I, I'm, I don't know if you can see, I'm reaching across here. I'm touching, touching the wall, the wall right, yep, right yep. now. It's ridiculous. But <laughs> hey, at least I have a space to work. That's I'm okay with that. Yep. How far, um, I know you said the place you're staying is not very far from your house, because you're having to go back and forth every day to let the workers in and all that. Yeah. What about Michelle? For uh, Michelle, it adds about a 10 minutes. So she, uh, normally her commute's about 20 minutes to work. So it adds another 10 minutes. Oh, so okay. it's not too bad for her. Um, so it's still, you know, a 30 minute um, commute yeah. uh, each way for her. So it's not too bad. She's doing okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And she but, didn't have to yeah. leave all of her games behind like you did or <laughs> exactly. throw them in storage. Yeah. And that's, that's the most painful thing. Like the, my workspace, the studio, that's the room that was most affected by these plumbing issues. And they got a company to put everything in storage. And, oh, it was a sad, sad day, my yep, friend, to yep, see yep, those yep. boxes go. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Well, maybe here's something that can lift your spirits. Uh, yes. Because, uh, yeah, you, you, uh, right before we went on, I, I teased Ruel. Hey, I'll, I'm going to tell you something live in front of everybody that I think you'll be very excited about. I just um, was just getting the last few contest entries. Don't worry, TV Blue, you are on the list. Um, you, you made it <laughs> in to win the contest when we do the show. And I saw I just got an email back from Direwolf. Uh, confirming that, yes, they will send you a copy of Clank Catacombs to cover on Yes! Oh, yes! Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. I love Clank. Oh, that is great news. That is fantastic news. Yep. I love Clank, and I got to see a demo of Clank Catacombs uh, at Gen Con. They, were, they had one copy they were demoing. It's, oh, it, it looks so good. I am so stoked. Oh, that's so great news. Awesome. Thank you. No, that is awesome. I know you love Clank. My only worry was that you yeah. already had a copy because you have... You know connections at Renegade, and it was a yeah. bit presumptuous to me because I was talking to Direwolf, and maybe they didn't. You know, maybe wires were crossed, but I figured, yeah. what the heck? Let's give it a go and uh, get it out to you. Although yeah. you can't play it on that tiny little desk. That's the thing. I'm gonna have to find. You know, I, I will find a way. I don't care I, if I have to move the camera manually to show different parts. That's fine. What is <laughs> so modular, I, I love playing. I suppose. Um, yeah. yeah, or you can the just play on the floor. Catacombs is gonna be good. Yeah, we'll just we'll film it on the floor. You know, we'll go old school like how we played games when we were kids. There you go. I, I mean, did you play games on on the floor as a kid? I I did all the time. Geez, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we played. Um, well, actually, not normally because I grew up on a okay. boat. There was not very much floor to play oh, on. Um, that's right. So we played on the only table we owned as a family, which was where we ate, watched TV, played games, did anything. Um, because it was just a forty-two. I can't imagine stool. that table was very big then. Was it? Was it was a, a decent table. sized table. It was probably about okay. the size of this table right here. Although it was square and it was kind of uh -huh. angled at the edges, so that you could get around it to get from one space in the boat to the other. Uh, the only time mm -hmm. we ever played games on the floor was when I visited my Uncle Jim and Aunt Darlene. Sometimes my parents had had enough of me and my brother. It's like, okay, <laughs> these kids got to go. And so we would just get carted off and spend a week at uh, Aunt uh, Jim and Uncle Darlene's. Or I just right. got that completely backwards. We get the idea. And, um, <laughs> and one of the things we did up there was we literally played Monopoly. We spent hours on the floor playing Monopoly yep. until everybody just got bored and walked away. Yeah, that's pretty much the story of my brothers and I. I remember our copy of Monopoly. We would sit on the floor, and there'd be paper money everywhere. And eventually, yeah. within I don't know, it felt like hours to me. It was probably like twenty minutes in real time. But you know, <laughs> it was like okay, let's just go outside and throw the football around, or ride our bikes, or something like that. Yep. You know. Um, but yeah, uh, people were in chat. Hello, thank hey, you again everybody. for joining yes, us. Say hello yeah. to our guests, shall we? Good to see everyone here. Good yeah. Hosts. Yeah, Kabuki Kids had many, many games on their floor in their, during their childhood. I'm sure there's a lot of us like that. Um, 
you know. And uh, the Forest of Glass, I hear you on this. Uh, they say, oh, Lordy, I wish my back and legs could handle a floor sesh. That's how I am right now. There's no way I could, you know, play. I, I mean, I could fake it, I guess, you know, put it on the floor and use use Michelle's. Michelle has these big tweezers that she uses to move pieces around. Oh, uh, yes, okay. They're, they're, they're like tongs, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're like cute. basically tongs. Yeah. yeah. What they are, the, uh, we found them on Amazon. They are tongs specifically used to move gravel in a uh, fish aquarium. So <laughs> that's, yeah, they like this funky angle, but they're perfect for board games. Wow. It's great. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Maybe I'll do that on the floor. We'll, we'll see. There you go. But yeah, my, my back and my knees, there's no way I could play a game on the floor these days. Well, you just have to have Lauren come home, and you can just stay up in the chair and say... <laughs> Move here. Yeah, move, move on over there. <laughs> no, over there. Uh, over there. That's what the next generation oh, is for, to move your game pieces for you. Exactly, you exactly. That younger generation with better limbs than, than we have going right now. Well, speaking of getting old and crickety, my foot is really no better. It has been almost two weeks that I've been able to... Oh my gosh, my really? Foot. Yep. For a while, we were thought, okay, it's getting better, it's getting better. I mean, at no point could I literally put all my weight on my left foot. But it was getting yeah. to the point where I had to do less kind of... Using my left foot at a weird angle, I could oh I can I can put weight on my heel of my foot and and on the ball on the right. I don't have to walk around and you know. But and then we thought oh hey things are going really well. Uh, Jen needed me to uh, drive her back because she had an eye thing that was going to dilate her eyes and it was okay fine. You know what I'm going to put on shoes for the first time in a week and a half. That oh. was a mistake. Oh no. Oh yeah. Oh. Just went right back yeah. to square one. So I oh, thought, no. okay, fine. This Monday I will go see somebody. Oh, hey, it's Labor Day. All right. So <laughs> yeah. um I'm now gonna go see somebody on Thursday about it because I would really okay. like to be able to walk normally once again. Yeah. So it's the same amount of pain right now? It's, yeah, it's... yeah, yeah. I mean no oh, pain wow. right now. No pain at okay. all unless I do twists or try to put weight on it. And then it's just like mm-hmm. instantly. Don't do that. You know, just mm. basically throughout the entire left side of my left foot. Um, oh, my gosh. My left foot. That's terrible. I, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> still causing pain. And here's the thing. Uh, th- this was really, I was thinking about you the other day. The last, or is it, I think it was yesterday, I woke up, my right foot felt a little funny. Oh, yeah? And it was like, I couldn't put weight on my heel. And I'm like, am I getting, did you like pass on something through the <laughs> internet to my foot here? I don't know. So... I've got a heel problem right now. It's I, I can put weight on the ball of my foot, but the heel sort of it's sort of it just feels sore. It's not like a shooting pain or anything, but mm. I'm like I don't know. It, it's the the joys of getting old, you know, yes. these random aches and pains, folks. Yep. I mean, yeah, I, I I am not bleaching this. This is all natural. All of this, uh, you know, coming up on oh. Santa Claus look. I'm rocking. Nice. Yeah, as soon as I can stop walking, I can stop exercising. As soon as I can stop exercising, I stop feeling like uh, showering. Quite frankly. And as soon as I stop showering, I stop shaving. So uh, there it is. It's I, all tied in together. I'm just, uh, <laughs> you know, regressing to caveman status right in front. I mean, people will have to, you know, over the course of a few months, just take snapshots every week of uh, live stream and see <laughs> see how far I fall. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, it well, is. Um, this is a bonus show. Actually, yes, it is. Right? Uh, this because, is uh, thanks to our sponsor, right? Yep, yeah, yeah. Because we're just doing it monthly these days because we have one monthly sponsor, but The Fog, which is live on Kickstarter right now. This is The Fog, by the way. Um, said, hey, it's too late for you to cover the game, isn't it? Could you talk about it? I'm like, well, you know, we happen to have this show that is looking for sponsors. And they said, okay. And um, yeah, it's actually, let me, let me put the overhead on. 
Make sure your head is correct. Yeah. It's actually okay. really neat. I've actually set up a game midway through. When we actually get to the show, I'll actually play a turn um, oh, okay. and have some people get gobbled up by the fog here. But I mean, I, I like the design of this thing. It's like multi-layers, so it can literally just go over them and just consume everybody. It's really sharply Ooh. done. And it's a very clever race game, which is why our top 10 this week, folks, is top 10 race games. Um, can't put the fog on there because it's not actually out yet, but I can't mm. wait to see what Ruel came up with. Yeah. Yeah, we were um, we were talking right before we went live. I think we have two very different approaches to this list, and I'm interested yes. to see what we come <laughs> up with for the top ten. Yeah. Um, well, the one thing I, made, say, that I said to you, which I'm sure you took to heart, uh-huh. is I mean, it'd be so easy for me to say, "Oh, well, we're racing to get to 50 victory points or something like that." You know, I mean, like mm-hmm. uh, Stonemaier style games. Like, nope, that is a race. Mm-hmm. But there, yeah. the, the game has to have a literal finish line. That the game end is triggered when somebody crosses the finish line with yeah. their whatever it is, but not their victory point track. Right. You have to right. be traveling and, through the world and yep. cross a finish line for it to be a proper race game for this top 10. At least right. I. Oh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. Forrest of Glass says, uh, excellent hair, Richard. Uh, you'd take top prize in a pharmaceutical commercial actor contest. <laughs> 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 I'll, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, you know, some side effects include, we won't go into those. Um, and also, by the way, Adam, thank you so much for a thousand bits. We're getting oh. very, very close to unlocking another bonus show. Um, nice. I can see that we're at 87%. Thank you, Adam. And let's see, is there anybody else I need to thank? I think there were some new resubs as the show was starting up. So mm-hmm. let me say also thanks to Kabuki for sticking with us another month. Same for you, Goblin. All righty. Uh, we must be doing something right. You keep coming back every Tuesday, just like <laughs> us. Let's see. Now, I don't believe, folks, you have channel points. You should spend them because currently no one has requested anything from us. No Ruel wow. ranks, no top threes, no trivias, wow. no game sommeliers, no nothing. So, wow. um, however, we do still have a few questions left over that we didn't quite get to from the Q&A last week. So, mm-hmm. let's go on ahead and while we get, folks you know, get out their Rotto, Rotto Point wallets so they can yes. pay for some stuff. What was there? Okay, um, let's see. A of uh, Eric asked, is there a Massive Darkness 2 review coming soon? My answer is, it's already come and left. Uh, Shay did oh, a uh, yeah. mass, uh, MD2 Hellscape run through a couple of months ago. So just do a search for Rotto Hellscape. And I don't know what all you'll find, but one of them will be a Massive Darkness 2 run through. Well, um, ha- Joe asks, have you played Marvel Protocol? Because you can't be asking me because that's a little Marvel heroes running around on a grid fighting each other. Yeah, I, I have not, unfortunately. I've not played Marvel Protocol. What what is I I I have no idea about this game, honestly. It's uh well I don't think it got as much attention, you know, because obviously yeah. um you know Marvel Champions was a, a huge explosion of popularity, yep. and then yep. Marvel United was yep. and you know, un- amongst those, another one came out called Marvel Protocol, and it is a tactical skirmish game. You know, where you got oh. miniatures of I don't even know who, presumably Spider-Man and Wolverine and whoever and um, yeah. Doctor Doom, and they're r- literally running around, and I- apparently it's very good. But no, I'm sorry, Joe. Neither of us have played it. I'm sure Ruel would be interested in playing it. Absolutely, yep. yeah. Sounds like my type of jam. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, yeah, it totally flew on the radar for me. Did you literally? Okay. Oh, by the way, I guess we should come back to us because we're. I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah Fog was getting some extra oh. <laughs> uh, love and attention as the sponsor of the show. Um, the pre-show is not sponsored by the Fog. Um, yeah. Did you literally just make up the idiom "my cup of jam"? Did I? No, that's did I what say, you oh, just what, said. Did I say that really? I said it is not my jam. Did I say it's not my cup of jam? Maybe? I believe. Hey, I that's you the said thing it now. is my cup of jam. 
Let, let's As say, to say it, it is sounds my like jam my... or my cup of tea, but wow. to further underline it, it is your cup of jam. Yes, I let's, actually like let's, that. Let's go with that. It is my. Is this your cup of jam? I, I would rather I like have a cup of jam too. than a cup of tea, personally. If it was accompanied <laughs> by a cup of peanut butter and a spoon, there you go. Because there's nothing yeah. better than just dipping the spoon into the peanut butter jar and the jam jar and just mm, forget the bread, wow. don't need it. No you bread. Know, huh? You're uh, not even uh, a PB and J minus the B is the only way to go, or the B nice. bread, the BR. I love it. And uh, Risa, hi Risa. Risa says uh, definitely going to add cup of jam to my idioms. Like I'll burn that bridge when I get to it. I love that. Oh, one. that's a good one. I've actually heard that someone. Yep. I've heard someone say that the burn the bridge one. That's great. Hi, Risa. Um, we have a comment here. Where was that? Someone was asking. Find wait, it. The there it is. Um, I'm trying to oh, find. I, I don't have opinions on this. It's on, it's in my queue to watch, but opinions on the new Lord of the Rings show. Richard. Oh, um, yeah. I, I, I've i watched the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you said you have not. Not yet. Well, no, obviously, I will not go into spoilers. Uh, yeah. Okay. There's levels of spoilers. I could just be completely vague and say nothing other than just the broadest thing. Or do I go into, like, trailer level of spoilers? Can I talk about stuff I, that is widely known if you paid it all attention to the show? Yeah, I say trailer. Okay, trailer folks, no okay, here's, okay. Yeah, here's your warning right now. If you trailer don't want to hear anything spoilers. about... Yeah, for the next couple of minutes, uh, put it on mute or whatever. But I'm okay with trailer level spoilers. Right, okay. I've watched well, the trailer It's set times. in the second age. The movies we know and love are set in the third age. So I, I don't yep. forget. I forget. That's a, a, a thousands of years earlier, something like I that. I think it's 1,000 years. Yeah, the ahead, name of the yes. show is The Rings of Power because it is going to chronicle the creation of The Rings of Power um, mm-hmm. You know, in the early days. And I'm assuming it was widely known. I had no idea. I avoid all... All trailers. I don't even want trailer spoilers. I avoid everything. So mm-hmm. imagine how wonderfully surprised I was when it turns out two of the leads of this show are Galadriel and Elrond. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that's yeah. so freaking brilliant. Pull me back in with characters I know and love and appreciate yep. and can study. Okay, how good a Hugo Weaving uh, or Kate Blanchett impersonation are you doing? Do I really buy right. you in these roles? Um, and I, and you know, as soon as I saw that's what was happening, not the same actors, Goblin. Unfortunately, not aged down. It's new actors <laughs> who... Um, yeah. Actually, there are times when the actress playing Galadriel, when they do close-ups of just her eyes, I would swear, okay, I am actually... They did get Kate Blanchett to come in oh. and do that extreme close-up. Um, nice. And, uh, you know, they're obviously younger characters. Although, I mean, I guess elves age? I don't know. I am not up on my... Uh, my uh, Tolkien lore. But, I mean, right. I think they do a great job, and that's what pulls me in. If they weren't there, I would have a much harder time. I'd be, okay, this is interesting. It's it's beautifully produced. It's gorgeous. And it's doing a really slow burn in the first couple of episodes. Just doing a lot of groundwork laying. Um, you know, the kind of stuff that, if this were a feature film, would probably be done in, 15, in the first 15 or 20 minutes. Okay, here's right. who all the characters are. Here's what they're about. And... Boom, the thing happens. And um, because they're a long-form show, they say, oh, we don't have to do that in 20 minutes. We can do that over several episodes. And I've seen some people complain that, yawn, when is anything going to happen? I'm like, what are you talking about? Stuff is happening every second. We're getting introduced new characters, finding out more lore and all that, and I am really enjoying it. Jen is transfixed. She is transported. She is loving all of it. um, Because she's familiar broadly with this. Because apparently, the Silmarillion is like really early stuff. 
And so the uh, what is available from Tolkien is basically the appendices that were in the Lord of the Rings books. So they have some broad strokes of, okay, here's the big players, and here's the big things that happen, and now they're filling in the blanks. So I guess some could argue it's fan fiction, but it is beautifully produced fan fiction that very much feels like, to me, it captures... It, it, it feels like a companion piece to the movies. Um, yeah. So nice. far, I guess they don't have rights to... Um, was it James Horner's music? Because I have not heard any familiar strings. But I mean, right. the music is nice. It's evocative, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm really swept up. And let's see, I'd have to get into a little bit more spoilers. But um, you know, there, the the big there's of course a huge brouhaha about it. Of I don't want co- people of color in my Tolkien. Tolkien said there are no people of color in Middle Earth unless they're the evil Easterlings, and so that's the only place we should see them. And I just have to say a uh, big to all of those people. No, 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 no. Uh, you know what? Uh, it's an adaptation. The word adapt is literally the right there in the word. And you can adapt, folks, to a brave new world because I watched this show and you know, I, mean, I, I knew nothing. I had no idea there were going to be people of color and whatnot. And, I was, and as soon as I saw that, my first thought is, what was wrong with me for not noticing this 20 years ago? How, yeah. I mean, why, yeah. I mean, why did I just take it for granted? Of course. Oh, that's just the way it is. And it doesn't have to be that way. It's a freaking fantasy universe. Um, and so, I mean, wanting to get, oh, well, genealogy and genetics, like, just get out of town with your yeah. borderline, just, oh, I, I'll, yeah. I'll be kind and say foolishness. Uh, yeah. you know, full of a took, all of them. Um, I think it's great and it's just really wonderful to see. And uh, it's really nicely done. Uh, and I'm, I am personally in no hurry for it to start revving up. I am just enjoying the ride, just sitting back sumptuous. It's so gorgeous that um, we I, I actually have a uh, 10-foot projector screen and a nice projector. And oh, okay. we only use this like, I don't know, a dozen times a year. Because if you have a projector, every time, every hour you use it, that bulb is getting dimmer. And those bulbs are expensive <laughs> right. to replace. Yeah. So yeah. Um, if you remember uh, the old Seinfeld joke, is, is, is he sponge worthy? Um, for us, every movie <laughs> yeah. and TV show, we say, is this bulb worthy? Um, and so far, it has definitely been bulb worthy to put it up on nice. the big 10 footer. And yeah, we, we've been enjoying it quite a bit. Oh, that's great. That's so good to hear. I've heard many of the things that you've uh, talked about. I've heard other people say the same things. And it's interesting to me. Uh, you know, I've I've enjoyed Lord of the Rings. I remember reading the books as, uh, as a kid or when I was younger. Um, but I never felt that really close attachment to it yeah. for whatever reason. And it's interesting because even when I was growing up, I did notice that the, all the characters were white. Even like even before, I think it was even before I like was cognizant of these type of things, you know. And even then, I was like, I, I, I for whatever reason, I, I couldn't really get into it. But the fact that they have included yeah. that in this new adaptation, as you as you said, I'm that much more excited about it. I mean, I was going to watch it regardless, but the fact that they have taken that next step going forward, I, I think it's so necessary, and I, I love it. It's going to open up more storytelling. It's going to be, I mean. It looks beautiful. Yeah, so it is gorgeous. I, yeah. And it just, uh, yeah. you know, the, the faster we can culturally normalize the fact that white mm-hmm. isn't the default. It, it, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it's, yeah. it has been my entire life and your entire life too, uh, yeah. living in North America. And I yep. can't even imagine what that's like for you, you know, not looking around and having any Filipino heroes to look up to and saying, well, okay, yeah, uh, yeah the greatest American hero is pretty cool for a white guy. And yeah, his white yeah, guy buddy and his white lady yeah. friend and all their white kids down at the white school. You know, it's right. just I, yeah. I, I think now, I says, why was it always like this? 
It's it's yeah, it's a question that, you know, that's been with us for a long time. And, you know, it it really does matter, folks. Representation Mm -hmm. matters. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. A hundred percent. You know, the fact that my generation, we didn't have that. It is what it is. But moving forward, you know, I love the fact that my niece and my stepdaughter, my nephew, they can look on screen and see people that look like them. It's a really, really important thing, especially I mean, just personally, as a Filipino American, uh, the Philippines was colonized by the U.S. for many, 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 many mm-hmm. years. And there's a lot of uh, issues along those lines. So then, you know, the fact that, you know, we're, you know, talking about it now, it means a lot to me that we can talk about these things because I can see examples now in the media like, hey, not everyone has to be looking like, you know, whatever. Um, there are characters that I can relate to a little more. But more importantly, characters that my the next generation can look forward to. And, you know, it's it just it's a matter of representation in front of the camera, but also behind the camera too. You know, I, you know, slowly yeah. but surely we're getting that where yep. actor, writers, producers, directors, and, you know, people on set, those people are uh, people of color too, because they bring, it, it brings everyone's stories to the forefront. Mm-hmm. And that's what's important. You More know, culture, wider stories culture is a good thing. Yeah, it is a great thing. Yeah. It is a wonderful thing. So, yeah, wow. This um, We went from Lord of the Rings to media representation. This is awesome. There you well, go. That's no, what that's you get with the R&R show, folks. You never know what's <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> okay. Well, in the time we just did that, um, I believe we do actually have some requests now. So oh, okay, cool. let me pull up the list. And folks, if you have any more questions or follow-up questions, start your question with a question mark. When we get to the end of the show, we'll do some more Q&A at the end. But let's see. Yes. Where did it go? Where was the window? There is the window. Okay. We have... Well, two Ruel ranks, a this or that, and a top t- a top three. Um, all okay. requested within the last 10 minutes. Let's do a this or that. It's been a while. A this or that. I, I yes, you're right. So it has much. been a this, this or so that. Uh, yeah. Little Buster, let's this or that. Folks, you don't know what a this or that is. That means you start throwing rapid fire A versus B. Peanut butter versus jelly. Um... Uh, you know, type stuff at us, and we will. We are just supposed to rapid fire reply. We never do. Yeah, we it never always ends do. up spot. Um, let's see. And uh, in the meantime, let me see if I can just get a few to get it going, unless they're already yeah. going. Uh, here we go. Uh, Dr. Prof says a pizza or a burger? Pizza. Uh, I'll go pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, mm, that's. Mm. Well, okay, I, I do try in life to low-carb. Although, these, uh, you know, actually, I'm, I'm going to stick with pizza because cauliflower crusts yeah. are pretty darn good. They are They're not bad. They, yeah. yeah, and they're getting better all the time. So, I, you know, the variety you get with pizza, the, the flavors you get with pizza, not that you don't get variety with burgers and whatnot, too, but, yeah. I mean, it seems like yeah. it's more baked in that you expect pizzas to just do really far-out stuff. Exactly. And I think I've had more, uh, honestly, I've had more bad burgers than bad pizzas in my lifetime. Hmm. And I, I prefer pizza as well. Okay. Okay. Goblin asks, uh, Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones? Now, is that just in general or the new show? Yeah. Did he specify? That, that can, and are we talking books versus movies or? Well, okay. The easy, well, for, I will do the first, because I've, I've watched both shows. I've watched all episodes yeah. of both shows. Without going into spoilers. Um... 
you know, Game of the Throne, or Game, Game of the Thrones, uh, or uh, House of Dragons, more to the point. House of Dragons. <laughs> I would say it gets going a little quicker, and so I could certainly okay. see why for some people that's and it's it's grittier, it's a grimmer. It's um, I, actually I don't remember this being the case so much with Game of Thrones. It just seems to be really gratuitously violent. Like, okay, we are really relishing in it in a way that was we use sparingly every once in a while in the original show, and now like every episode, okay, here's the part where if Jen were watching, she would literally have to get up and leave and uh, mm. shout from the next room, let me know when this scene is over uh, whereas yeah. uh you know the uh, for the the rings of power i think is a little bit more just universally friendly i mean it's not relying on tricks like that and also yep. I, what game of thrones is doing very well game of thrones is really doing deep dives into the really the politics of misogyny and that's yep. really interesting and engaging and i'm really uh finding that uh, you know because of their central characters and the uh, interplay and the, the the game of thrones that is developing I wouldn't have expected that from Lord of the Rings, but there were a couple of things in Lord of the Rings that like made me say, "Wow!" I, I don't want to spoil the um, okay. the relation. What well, I'll say is, as it's revealed, the current second age relationship between elves and humans is freaking fascinating. And they've, okay. they've they've had a few scenes that just kind of touch on it without really dwelling on it. And I would love to see some more deep dives into that. And if they could get a bit more of that, I think I would really go that way. Also, I would say of the two, I mean, you know, the uh, Lord of the Rings is definitely more expensive, and you see that more. It's more gorgeous. Although uh, Game of Thrones looks amazing too. Uh, there's been one genuinely creepy, scary scene uh, in Lord of the Rings. That, like, wow, that is really well done. Uh, that mm. makes me afraid of these monsters that I am so used to just being cannon fodder from movies two and three. And, um, you know, and, oh, oh, yeah, well, we're used to them being cannon fodder, but not these people. Uh, this mm. is the most terrifying. And so I'm going to say overall, maybe it's just because I'm getting more unexpected stuff. Uh, I'm more pleasantly surprised. Uh, Lord, uh, you know, Game of Thrones is doing kind of what I expect. And oh my God, it's so great to have the Lord, uh, the Game of Thrones theme. It's like permanently stuck on repeat in my head. I just love hearing it yes. every week. But yeah. if I had to, if I could only pick one, I'd probably stick with Game of Thrones over. No, <laughs> Lord of the Rings over Game of Thrones. Sorry, <laughs> I was going to say, what I, Lord, really? <laughs> yes, and my Aunt Jim and Uncle Darlene too. Uh, that's that's nice. my brain in action. <laughs> so you haven't watched them, so you can do more broadly. If you want yeah. to do movie versus TV show, or you want to yeah. do books versus books, or what do you want to do? Yeah, I haven't taken a deep dive uh, in a, either of them, uh, but I, th- I, for me, Lord of the Rings is just more baked into you know my self, my conscience, and my you know seeing it in the culture and everything yeah. else. I enjoyed Game of Thrones. I did not watch the final season, and from what I understand, I didn't miss anything. Uh, but uh, that is I, wrong. I, I will defend the final season. Of, yeah, I know uh, you. I, I know we've talked about death. this before. Yeah, um, but I, I overall I enjoyed Lord of the Rings uh, more, um, and this is what we do for this uh, this or that. We always end up I know, talking yeah. for we're, we're at number two on our rapid yeah. fire this or that, <laughs> and I want to keep talking about it because I'm just going to flip it on you. Of the movies versus the TV show, I would take Game of Thrones the TV show over the movies because Fellowship of the Ring yep. is in my top ten movies of all time. Both of the follow-ups were way too indulgent and just spent way, 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 way too much time on just yeah. endless sea of CGI and live actors Agreed. bashing into each other. And it's like, oh my God, the thought of going back and watching and just wading through Elm's Deep, or even worse, you know, Pelinor <laughs> yeah. Fields is like, oh my God. Oh. Yeah. No, I agree there. I, I I know you're a Kevin Smith fan. Like I love Kevin Smith and his whole take on the Lord of the Rings. He just does this bit where he's on stage and he just walks across the stage. He's like, "This is Lord of the Rings, folks." <laughs> I just did the entire three episode, uh, three movie uh, uh, trilogy right yep, there. Yep, yep. 
Um, it's just walking, folks. Uh, let's go on to yes. Sea Otter. Ask, uh, yeah. Disneyland uh, or Disney World? Disneyland or Disney Disneyland World? Or Disney World. I've been never to been to Disney World, so okay. I'm picking Disneyland. I live near Disneyland, or I'm in Southern California, so it's, I went to Disneyland. There's absolutely times. no way you can compare. Of course, it's Disney yeah, World I, because if nothing else, you also have Epcot Center. And that's true. Yeah. And but yeah. Uh, until I go, I've got to go with Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's see. Wow. What did I miss here? We did Disneyland. Uh, <laughs> Wiz- We're terrible. Oh, well, I know we are so bad. Uh, Wizards and Rogues. Hmm. Oh, that's an interesting one to play as a character. Obviously, I mean, I, I always uh, go cleric if I can. Oh, okay. Um, I, I played a rogue the last time I, I played. No, no. Did I play a rogue? I did. Or was I it a ranger? If you were to give me my choice in a game and I could not pick cleric, I probably would go rogue. I, I think rogue would be my second choice as well. I, I'm yeah. having a hard time articulating why. I can't quite say why. I've got nothing yeah, against just... wizards and glass cannons and all that. Yeah. It's just less compelling to me for some reason. I don't know why. Right. I guess I, I'm, I'm more I'm, of a Bilbo a than a Gandalf. Guy. Yeah, same. Uh, how about cream soda or root beer? I'm a root beer guy. Oh, yeah, totally. Cream soda is just weird. Yeah, it's always been weird to me as well. Oh, here's one. Feld versus Fister. Well, I know it's it's Feld. It's Feld. It's Fister's, Feld, right? Fister's yeah. coming on hard. But I mean, Feld has such a head start. Yeah, he's got a huge, huge backlog of games. That- if I were to talk about the last couple of years and just compare them... Okay. You know, and then throw away the entire back catalog. Then Fister oh. would make a strong showing. And in fact, I think Fister might actually supplant. Now, of course, that's about to twist because, hey, in a few weeks, Feld is putting out yep. like four games. Yep. Although, although yeah. to be fair, three of them are retreads of, of, his, of his greatest hits. Right. So, um, yeah, if you were only talking about today for the last few years, I think Bonfire versus Blackout Hong Kong. Um, Boom wow. Lake versus... Oh, what came out before? Okay, yeah, um, uh, what, what's it? Um, Bonfire was his last big one, right? Yep. And what, what Bonfire, did he do Bonfire? Felt. Was that, um, gosh, time to look on BGG, folks. Uh, yeah, that's driving me nuts. Um, I mean, but all time, of course, it's it's still going to be Feld because he's just got yeah. way too many of my faves. But yeah. yeah, okay, if we just sort by recently, Bonfire and. Um, Right. Uh, Bonfire. Remakes. Oh, Cocopelli. Cocopelli was very Cocopelli. good. Cocopelli okay. was a neat game. Uh, and so different for him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's been kind of treading water. Castles of yeah. Tuscany and Carpe. Carpe Diem is great, too. But no, actually, for the last years, I'd probably give it to Fister. It's Fister, for sure, yeah. yeah. You know, although I have to say, I just played a game of Castle Burgundy online on Board Game Arena with some uh, friends from the Discord, and that reminded me how much I love, oh, man, it's, love it's, Castle Burgundy. It still holds. It's still good. Oh, it yeah, yeah. still holds. Um, <laughs> we got to say hi to our friend Andrew uh, in chat. Gandalf's beard or Ruel's? Come on now. It's <laughs> it's Ruel's beard, right? <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, Gannon Gray asks, Skittles or Starburst? Oh, neither. I'll, I'll go Skittles. I, I like Skittles. I like the crunchy Is Starburst shell. the thing that, it, like, the, there's those squares that are chewy? Is that what the Yeah, they look like is? Azul tiles. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 and they're chewy. I, if, I, if you had to give me one, I would, I would choose Skittles as well. I'd rather have the hard crunch rather than the yep. weird soft chew. Same. Uh, let's see. Wow, there's a... Um... Oh, well, this isn't a really a this or that, but this is interesting. Ranking of the Batman actors... Oh man, 
Are that, you a Christian Bale guy? We have guy? a top three coming. Why don't we save this for a top three? Save that. People can vote on that if they want that for the top three, because okay, I cool. have feelings. Okay, cool. Um, ooh, Ruckus. Uh, Avatar or Endgame? Avatar? The James Cameron movie? Yes. Well, Endgame. Or, yeah, Endgame, right? I, yeah. I, I, does anybody say Avatar? It's almost not fair, because Endgame's got, like... A dozen movies that lead sure. up to it, where, yeah. whereas Avatar is, yeah. I mean, Avatar I, mean, I, I enjoyed nice. Avatar. I liked yeah. it. It was yeah. well done. I'm looking forward to the sequels, but I mean, that, that, you know, I almost, that, did you mean Infinity War versus Endgame? Now that's a tough one. That, yeah, that, but that yeah, I mean, it. Endgame. Yeah, same. Um, oh, Mind Clash or Chip Theory? Ooh, both put out some. Excellent, heavier game. For me, it's going to be Mind um, Clash because honestly, Chip Theory. I think those are all neat games, but they, uh, they, well, actually, I mean, it's interesting. They're both. Uh, they both specialize in incredibly crunchy, incredibly complex, and incredibly long yeah. games. Yes. Um, I would say overall, Mind Clash probably skews better for me because it's more Euroy, more economic simulations, less adventure. But it's not to say yeah. that I mean, you know, Chip Theory stuff isn't amazing too. And yeah. now you can pull your sword out and say, this does not affect your opinion in any way, shape, or form. I was just going to say, that to this, does, this does not affect my... <laughs> see, I'm going to tell you right now, in all honesty, I prefer Mind Clash games. Um, those are the ones that have, you know, for whatever reason, their uh, mechanisms are more my cup of jam than anything else. Uh, see what I did there? Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> but don't get me wrong, though they both I mean, as far as production value though, I mean come on, chip theory just oh, gosh, yeah, through totally, the totally. roof. Oh my gosh. But uh, I, expect, a, I think you will now have to expect a self-addressed stamped envelope arriving soon for the return of that sword. <laughs> right. Because it did not buy your loyalties as exactly, right? it did. <laughs> uh let's see. Oh. Uh, okay, this is uh, Claudia Wells or Elizabeth Shue as Jennifer in Back to the Future. <laughs> Claudia Wells was the first one. Is yes, that she what, was right? the actor who I, I forget the particulars. I think uh, you know, she said, oh, "I'm not going to stick with this acting thing." I don't remember, or maybe I mean, and that's why she didn't come back, and she, or she was in school yeah. or something like that. I mean, Elizabeth Shue is one of my all-time favorites. I mean, yeah. I fell so hard in love with Elizabeth Shue in high school with uh, Adventures in Babysitting. And, oh, okay. I was going to say Adventures in ba- or Karate Kid. Come on, Karate Kid. I mean, uh, Karate Kid, sure, but no. I mean, Adventures in Babysitting. Um, yeah. Don't. <laughs> With the babysitter, I you know it's still so great, and you know obviously leaving Las Vegas, and you know even even now even the boys, uh you know I mean you oh. know, I won't get into spoilers, yeah. but yeah, uh, so Elizabeth Shue, no no offense to Claudia Wells, but yeah. I mean she did not really get any time to shine at all. She didn't, and Elizabeth, you know you bring up leaving Las Vegas, that is one of the most gut wrenching movies to yeah. watch. Gosh, I, I've watched it exactly twice, and after the second time, like. I can't. I mean, it was a fan. Both of them were incredible. Nicholas Cage and Elizabeth Shue. Did they both win Best Actor for that? I mean, I they remember. Should've. I'm pretty sure she did. I'd have to go back okay. and look though. Okay, but yeah, incredible, incredible. But you, you can only. I can. I watched it twice after that. I was like, I'm done. It's just. Yeah. It's way too much. Mm-hmm. Um, Gremlins or Goonies? Ask uh, Forrest and Glass. Interesting. Huh. As a kid, I enjoyed Gremlins more, uh-huh. but looking back when I've rewatched them, I've enjoyed Goonies more. Okay. I haven't yeah. rewatched either of them since I was a kid. And it's mm-hmm. not like I have any particular drive to. I have to admit, I mean, the, the siren song of Cindy Lauper pulls me just so I can hear Good Enough again. Because as soon as you even said that, Good Enough is now stuck in my head. Oh, I love it. Oh. Uh, uh, thank you, Dare Drinker, for resubbing. Yay. Thanks. Uh, let's. Oh, Wookiees or Ewoks? 
Uh, I'm a Wookiee guy. I'm Come trying on, to that's... think of any way I can make a, a an actual argument in favor of Ewoks. I mean, obviously, yeah. the you know the the, the fundamental message of you know the underdog rising up is is inspirational yeah. and all that, but still, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's got it's got to be uh, Wookies. Yep. Come on, they partner with uh, Han Solo. I'm sure mm-hmm. did. Oh, okay. Scott O'Brien says, um, "Train games or fantasy games?" Tra- oh, fantasy. Honestly, yeah. I, there, I, I, I guess I went through a train phase, but I'm just, I, I, I just don't get it. I'm, I'm really yeah. kind of burned out on trains in a big way, and I, and I don't get yeah. burned out on fantasy. Did you? Are you an 18xx guy? I've never or? played one, and I can't imagine. I've watched plenty okay. of videos. I've heard plenty of people extolling their virtues, and everything yeah. about them looks horrible to me. Yeah, I just, I mean, I, I want to play at least one. I think yeah. it's like 1846 is Video like the one, but yeah, but it's just that whole like it's hard to sell a game when I hear it's like a, like a spreadsheet game. Like, don't sell it to me like that. Yeah, yeah. You know. When, Spreadsheets. Just I did actually play one, kind of, because they, they did a an offshoot that was set in ancient Greece. I don't remember the name of it. Um, oh. and I didn't know that. Oh yeah, they're taking eighteen XX and they're trying to rebrand it so people can people yeah. can realize. Jen and I did not finish our play of it. We were oh so, wow really yeah we got in. I taught her. We played a few turns and like, do you want to keep going? No. Do you? No. Wow. And we just walked wow. away. <laughs> uh, let's uh, yeah, fantasy games for me as well. Uh, Gavin Grace says Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune. This is easy for me. No brainer. Jeopardy all the way. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say Wheel of Fortune because I feel like I can compete, but um, doesn't mean I want to watch <laughs> yeah. it though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, fun fact: I, I have two different friends. One was a Jeopardy champion, and one was a Wheel of Fortune champion uh, that I, I'm friends with. It's sort of cool. I, I don't, yeah, you know, right? Yeah, it's a Hollywood <laughs> thing. Okay, uh, we've gone through most of the. Okay, okay. here's one more from uh, Omar Hernandez: Armageddon or Deep Impact? Um, I don't remember Deep Impact. I know it's basically the same thing, but Armageddon was one of those one of my favorite good bad movies. Yeah. It was so bad it was good, you know. Well, it um, still is. It should be. Yeah, I, I it's like Armageddon ranks up there. I, I we've talked about this before. Like Executive Decision, I thought that was a bad movie, but really good. First I really of all, enjoyed it. We're at fighting words because Executive Decision is a fantastic <laughs> movie. There is nothing guilty about that. It's pure pleasure. <laughs> it's a total Quite guilty frankly. pleasure. Come on, we're not going to make it. You are. <laughs> oh man, that's one of the greatest moments in action cinema of all. I will agree with time. you, hundred percent. I love. I that am scene. so glad I had yeah. no idea what was going to happen in that movie. That Same. movie it, yeah. puts the audience on the back foot right at the beginning, and then it never lets go. It is phenomenal. Yeah. But uh, what awesome. were we actually talking about? It was uh, Armageddon or Deep, Deep Impact. Impact. Yeah, I remember them yeah. both. I mean, Deep Impact is Deep Impact is the Euro, while Armageddon is the Ameritrash. Ah, nice. Who was in Deep Impact? I remember uh, Armageddon. Uh, Elijah was, Wood, um, I believe, Bruce if I Willis. recall correctly. I believe. Oh, uh, really? Uh, or no, not a, who? Either Elijah Wood or the one everybody mistakes Elijah Wood for. Um, uh, oh, that's gonna drive me nuts. The the president uh, was Morgan Freeman, though, so that was cool. Oh, that's right. Morgan Freeman is the president. Yeah, and that yeah. you know that and that, and he was so commanding at it that it quickly became a meme before memes existed. That oh yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, everybody assumes Morgan Freeman is the president of everything now. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, Kabuki uh, verifies it is Eli- it was Elijah Wood. Okay, it was Elijah Wood. Cool. Yes. Okay. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, Dare Drinker. And, I mean, yeah, and, and, yeah. and totally, yeah. I don't want to miss a thing. So it'll it'll always be Armageddon for me. Yeah, Armageddon. Yeah, exactly. 
Don't want to miss a thing. Um, Dare Drinker says, groans in the cinema when Seagal went down. I remember seeing it in the movie theater, and uh, literally the entire theater cheered. I, I mean, it was like almost like a standing ovation. It was awesome. I watched yeah. it at home, and my uh-huh. jaw dropped to the floor. And, I mean, as I didn't have any strong feelings about the personalities at all. I was only yeah. looking at it as a film and, like, wow, this movie will do freaking anything. Anything can happen in this movie. Yes. And yeah. that's why... And, you know, John Glavisamo was fantastic, and Kurt Russell was fantastic. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, just an amazing... Halle Berry, come on. Halle, and, uh, Halle Berry, Berry yes, yes. Amazing. Yeah. I love Halle Berry. One of my favorite actors of all time. Yep. Just a beautiful, I feel bad for beautiful. anybody who would have that spoiled. But, of course, you know, it's... What is it? It's 20 years now, so... Yeah. Yes. By the way, Sorry, I'm folks, in the process of trying to get this out for you. Oh, that's right. Oh, thank you. Yeah. super tight. This is really tough to get out here. Yeah. So, folks, what uh, Richard is doing is uh, prying apart his copy of Terracotta Army. My prototype. Because I have I my, say. yeah, and I had I have my copy, but there was no little uh, piece in the middle where the rings attach. And wow, are you? Uh, yeah, this don't, is don't the hurt toughest. yourself. I'm, I'm thinking I'm gonna have to rip this board apart or get out a pair of uh, of uh, pliers or uh, something, or pliers or even hammer because I mean, because the thing is, I mean, it, it has to hold the board and two more things, so it is thicker than yep. an average one. I know you said oh, I'll just use one for an extra from Unmatched, but I don't yeah. think that'll work. And right. um, boy, this is incredibly tight. I am gonna have to uh, finish this. I thought I was just yeah. gonna have fun no doing worries. it on camera, but nope, I yeah. I physically hurt myself now, and I'm in danger <laughs> of cutting myself too. So we're just Careful. gonna stop right there. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> uh, Ruckus says. Um, in that movie, Deep Impact, Elijah Wood, Lily Sabosky, and also Denise Crosby. Really? Really? Wow. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Kabuki Kid says, I never turn off any movies generally, but Armageddon was too dumb for me. I had to tap out. Oh, I, Armageddon um, relishes, wallows in its dumbness, and it invites you yeah. to enjoy. Yeah. It, it's, it, it was, I mean, it, it was, again, it's a bad movie, but it's so bad it's good. I, I, I really enjoy it for that aspect um, I got it oh. I got it okay I, actually I was trying to lift off the plastic but I lifted off the cardboard instead and oh, that okay. got it okay okay thank you I and you know Dutch Yoda this afternoon. yeah you can Sh- see this is a this is definitely a deeper than most of these okay it's uh and it's, Dutch Yoda asked Ruel did you check the box for the Warriors my spinner parts were in there oh Dutch I may before you send that off Richard okay. let me check my box for the Warriors Oh, so that it might have been in a... It might have been inside okay. there. Okay, right. I, I will do that first before you send that out. Well, Save I will just postage. put that there so I don't forget. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Dutch. Okay. okay. We have spent way um, too much time on this or that when there's so many yeah. other things to do. <laughs> what else we got to do? Uh, let's see here. Oh, you want to do that top three? Since we, yeah, uh, okay, about let's Batman? do a top three because we already have one very good entry. All right, so mm-hmm. top three, Adam wants us. So, folks, you're going to vote. Uh... Oh, right. Oh, I see. Oh, right, Where is make a poll? New poll. There we go. Top three. All righty. So one of them was, what was it? Oh, best Batman, Batman actor. All right. And so we need a few more suggestions. Okay, folks. So if and you have a top three two. topic, and we'll do top, a, uh, pop it in chat, folks. Yeah. And we'll do a double row rank next time. Because by the way, folks, yeah. we're back next week. Um, we're, yeah. we have another bonus because we'll be talking about uh, Sagrada Legacy, Sagrada Artisans, yes. which by then Jen and I will have finished. We have three more games to get through. Can't wait. That's going to be fun. This is cool. I, I love the fact that we're doing all these bonus episodes. It's it's like we're back on yeah. uh, our old on schedule. On schedule, yeah. Great, yeah. Publishers, you can okay. make it happen. Yes. 
Uh, top three, what are, heavy games for two players. Ooh, heavy interesting. games for two. All right. I'm going to okay. call right here. That's the one that's going to win. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Oh, top three. Speaking of heavy games, top three Mind Clash games. Okay. Okay. Sure. Again, I'm not I'm not saying we should do chip three games just because they sent me a sword. Okay, folks? So we're okay with that. Uh, anything else, friends? Let us know in chat. Uh, top three heavy games. Oh, uh, best Spider-Man actor or best Joker actor? All right. Joker actor. Um... And top three medieval weapons. Ooh, you know, I, honestly, I don't have anything to say on that. I, 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 ca- I couldn't name most of them. You I know, know what my number one is, Richard? It's sword. a sword. <laughs> yes, it is a sword. What type of sword that is? I don't know. A chip theory sword. It's a chip theory sword. Yeah, yeah. Do you not know spot, they did not buy me a off, bastard folks. sword. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell you. No, yeah. a flail versus a mace. Versus, yeah, what a, is, versus a Morning Star. Morning Star. The Morning Star is the one on the chain, right? I think a right? Mace is the one on the chain, but I genuinely no. don't know, and I really don't I don't care. know either. So they yeah. need one other one. And weren't there okay. like a million good suggestions last week? Where's oh, the audience yeah, like, here's one. Week? Yeah, James, I think James had posted this before. Top three games you originally didn't like, but now enjoy. I think that's a good one, because, well, yeah, I can think of a couple. Yeah, okay, All right. Games okay. came around on. There we go. Folks, you okay, have... Folks. Two minutes to spend your points, spend your bits, and uh, just vote in general to pick one of those that Ruel and I will, um, once and for all and forever, definitively define the three bests of. Yes. All right. right, Let's see who's who's got the lead here. It's going to take a little bit. And, of course, it almost doesn't matter because the people sitting on their their, uh, Rotto coins are going to burn them at the end. Yes. But that's so again, okay. folks, don't remember. You don't forget you can spend those rattle points to influence the vote here. Feel free to do that. Um, let's see, what do we got? Well, best Batman actor and best heavy games for two. And games you came around. Okay, those three. So it's not gonna be Mind Clash or it's not gonna be the Joker right oh, so, I'm surprised yeah. about Mind Clash. I mean, yeah, although I really so. best three. What have they got? They've got like they've only got six games, Tr- right? Yeah, Tricarion. Uh, Anachrony. Um, those are the two I'm thinking of. The uh, Tricarion, Anachrony. Oh, the, the the dinosaur stuff, which is really two games. Um, which one counts as one? Oh, it's uh, what is it? Um, it's the you know the the cruise ship that crashed on the desert island. It's designed by Dave Turchi. Perseverance, Perseverance. Oh, Perseverance. Okay, yep. I haven't played that one. Obviously, yeah, Septima, but that's not out yet. Right. Um, the, yeah, they the haven't. They just announced the another one. Disney too. Pixar's yeah. Feelings one. Which is the only yeah. one I haven't played because it had kind of a cutthroat nature to it. Hmm. Okay, uh, folks, we got a little bit more time here. We've got, and it wow. looks like there's debate about what a Morning Star versus a Flail versus a Mace is, <laughs> which ones can and cannot be on chains. Yeah, so, <laughs> I'm glad we stayed away from that one. Me too. All right. Oh, is it done? <laughs> is it oh, done? No, so no. It's almost done. Couple and of it seconds. Is down to it could go either way. Heavy games for two games you came around on. Oh, it's going back and forth. Okay, heavy games for two. It looks like taking a little... No, wait. Oh, it's getting... It's going to be close. Heavy games for two. Okay. Okay. Um, Someone spent some points. uh, Just for the record, best Batman, of course, Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy? What? Best Batman actor? Yes. The voice of Batman. You're not a Christian Bale fan? From Batman the Animated Series. 
Wow, really? Of I, don't, I feel like that's sort of the, I the think that's actor a cheat. who defined the idea of Bruce Wayne and Batman having different voices, the uh, actor okay. who has played it more than any other actor in history, uh, okay. the actor who has given more back to the community, who has played it old Batman, young Batman, has also played live action Batman in the DC TV shows. Uh, okay. Because when they went to alternate universes, he was like, you know, old cranky Batman and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. I will, I will defer to you because I. I've, I've watched maybe one episode of the animated series, so I am not familiar. Yeah, where were you in the nineties? I don't. I apparently not watching Batman. I was, what were you doing I, in the afternoon? I don't, I don't know. I, I need to figure out what was going on in the nineties. I apparently I wasn't watching the animated series. I, you know, as far as movies, I, I'm still a Christian Bale fan. I know his voice can be a, a bit over the top and everything, but I think he. I thought he did a fantastic job, mm. but um, I'm surprised you didn't say um, uh, Ben Affleck. I, I, I like Batfleck. I liked Batfleck quite a bit, actually. I, he was great. Okay. I mean, in in BBS. Um, okay. Yeah. Not, I mean, he was actually uh, playing Batman as opposed to. Wait, it's neither here nor there. Uh, but yep. anyway, that we yep. are uh, ducking the issue. What are the best heavy games for two, Ruel? Uh, now, are we going to say two player only? Or are we going to say that work well with two? I think if we say work well with two, I mean, most heavy games work well with two. Most heavy Euros do. So I kind of feel like we should narrow it down to, oh, no, two-player specifically. Right? You want to do that? I I say two-player specific because it'll be a little tougher. So I already know my number one, and it's but I know you don't like this game, but I thought it was Twilight Struggle. Um, It's a two-player heavy, heavy heavy game, uh, card-driven game, and uh, area control. it does. It, it's going to take you a couple of hours to play it. Um, I can. I will not deny that that is worthy. In fact, I don't think I could, in good conscience, argue against that. It's not yeah. my thing at all. Yep. But yeah, there's no way you can argue against that. Of course, Twilight right. Struggle is brilliant. Um, yeah. yeah, I have. Okay, so that's. I, I feel like that's got to be on those. The other, the only other one that right off the top of my head that it's not as heavy as Twilight Struggle, but it's it's a longer game. It is heavier. Technically, it could play four, but no one plays it at four. It's Star Wars Rebellion. Mm. I think it's a brilliant game. That one really captures the feeling of the Empire versus the Rebellion, and you're try- the you know Empire is trying to find the Rebellion's uh, the Rebel base, and the Rebels are trying to uh, hide from the the Empire until it's all safe and all clear, and they can you know complete their missions. I think it's so it's so good. It's almost like. <laughs> It's almost like a mini Twilight Imperium as mm-hmm. far as like gameplay. They are both fantasy flight games, and uh, Corey K. I always mess up his last name. Uh, Kanitsa, I, I Corey forget, Kanitia, I, I, I believe. Kanitia is yeah. close. I'm not saying that's perfect, yes. but that's in the ballpark. I'm pretty Clo- sure. closer than yeah, closer yeah. than I can say. He has a hand in hand in both designs, and mm. you can see some similarities. I I think Rebellion's brilliant, um, but those are the two heavy games I would throw out there. What about you, Richard? Well, I don't want to. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm actually looking on Board Game Geek. I did a search for maximum two players that are th- yep. uh, weight three or higher, and it's almost nothing but war games. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, and that's fine. I mean, and you just threw out yeah. two war games, basically, effectively, basically, you know, yeah. uh, no, or in that in that genre. So yeah. I will not go down that road at mm-hmm. all. And um, and honestly, I would say both of those are inferior to go when it boils right down to it. Ah, you wow! Know, I uh, go uh, wow. that that goes deeper than anything. But yes. um, I will give a big shout out to Fields of Arl. That was a really ballsy move on okay. um, Uwe Rosenberg and uh, and companies 
uh, to say, hey, I'm going to make one of the biggest, heaviest, crunchiest farm simulations ever made. Two people only. That's it. Yeah. Um, you, know, you, you thought Field of Odin was heavy? Hold my mead. Let me uh, give you twice as many worker placement spots Hold to pick from. Mead. But you know they're on two sides of the board and all that. So I would, um, you know, definitely go Field of Arl. One, just to avoid nothing but war games, and two, because it is actually really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Nice. I, I haven't played it yet, and I heard nothing but good things. I, I know it's got to it's got to be on my list of games to play. The other one that people mentioned in chat, yeah. War of the Ring. I have not oh, sure. played that yet, but I know that's a huge favorite. With and now that's also another one where you can play it with four. I mean, and nobody yeah. does, but you can. Yep. <sighs> um, aren't we, isn't there a War of the Ring card game that's going to be yes, previewed? Yes, uh, Shay will be covering it Shay. later this week, yeah. in fact. I, I can't wait to see that. Speaking of card games, of course, another one that's on this short list is Magic the Gathering. Oh, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because that can get heavy. Um, yeah, although can. I would take Android Netrunner over Magic the Gathering. That's what I hear. I heard. That's what people t- tell me. That's, oh, you've not played. You, you sure? I, I'm sure you played Magic. I played Magic, but I've not played Android Netrunner. But everyone tells me Netrunner is the one to play. Yeah. Or the the superior uh, one. Um, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, there's no choice yeah. about it. Twilight Struggle cannot be denied. I will. Yeah. I will definitely jockey for Fields of Arl. Um, yeah, just, uh, so I think that's our one and two. I, I'm going to put my vote in for Rebellion because it's Star Wars and I love that uh, <laughs> game. But well, apparently I, you I should be vote for Armada instead, which is a genuine Star Wars big box two player only game. Yeah, uh, yeah but, but again, it's another war game. It's um, another war game. I I shied away from that one only because it's it's got that whole like miniatures thing where you're buying a ton of miniatures. Like I want my game experience in one box, one box only, where I don't have to. Okay, now I need to buy a thousand more ships. At least that's what I understand from Armada. Mm-hmm. It's more of a miniatures game than um, yes, yeah, very much so, very much so. Right. Um. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. You can have it. You can have it. I don't have strong feelings okay. about it. Um, yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous that we're not throwing out chess. And we're ignoring Go and yeah. you know, and you know the real things, but um, yeah, we're not that kind of show. So here you go, yeah. folks. The definitive two-player only <laughs> heavy games, and I, I'm I'm actually surprised. I expected more, quite frankly. You know, I'm, I'm doing a pretty thorough search on Board Game Geek, and it is 99.9 percent war games, and that's yeah. kind of a bummer. Yeah, there's. I mean, I see a bunch of stuff from GMT, and yeah, exactly, uh, GMT exactly. is the Twilight Struggle uh, yep. publisher as well. That is there. For the uh, record, uh, over to I would take um, you know 1960, which is basically Twilight Struggle repurposed yep. into the uh, yep. presidency uh, presidential campaign between Nixon and uh, Kennedy. Yeah, which was actually pretty yeah. good. I mean, I, again, I, Twilight I Struggle was one. brilliant, just not for 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 me and Jen. Yeah, yeah, um, good stuff. All, All right, right. Okay. so that's our top three, folks. There you go. Cool. Well, we should actually get to work now filming our actual R&R show. Um, Although not until we say thank you, Dare Drinker and Dirty Apples 24. Dirty, please clean those apples. It's disgusting. Jeez, come on, man. Or woman. Come on. I love it. (laughs) Although I I just assume dude because... Perhaps a bit sexist of me to assume that a woman would keep her apples nice and clean and a man would let them go. To, but anyway, it's neither here nor there. Um, yep. Thank you for supporting the show. And uh, right, yeah, we have been doing this for about an hour. Is there any other big... Oh, oh we have to come up with a secret word. Because... Oh, secret word, yeah. going to do... Oh, hey, we have to give away 50 bucks. We have to do that. Oh, Let's do wow, that. yeah. Boop. All right, folks. $50 to one of you. Here we go. 
Good luck, everybody. Around and around the ghost. Well, it looks like there's a lot of entries this time. Yeah. Okay. And who is the winner? Justine Kerwin. Congratulations, Justine. Justine. I will contact Congrats. you after the show. Any chance you're here, Justine? Probably not, but that's okay. A lot of people catch it on the podcast. A lot of people catch it on YouTube after the fact. Um, mm -hmm. I think we have occasionally we've had a winner who was actually there live in the chat, but it doesn't happen too terribly often. Yeah. Because we have um, 60 people here, but this will ultimately go on to be seen by six to 10,000 people. And right. although, yeah, again, uh, folks, uh, we are still running the best contest there is because we usually <laughs> only get between one and 200 entries, even though thousands of people could enter to win, but they just can't find the secret word. So you just do that work or you support us and we'll just tell you the secret word. And uh, cool. Justine, um, I will be in touch. Okay. And right. Uh, right. So a secret word for giving away a copy of The Fog, a very, very cool race game, which I'm about to talk about in the show. What, what do you like? Well, let's see. We talked a bunch of Lord of the Rings. We talked. We, did. we talked a lot of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, uh, we talked uh, executive decision. Mm -hmm. We talked about um, Elizabeth Shue, and um, what else? It feels like it was a very heavy Lord of the Rings episode so oh, yep. far. Yeah. Pre-show. Is there something we can bring from Lord of the Rings into? We could talk about morning stars and maces and <laughs> medieval weapons. Uh, yeah, we could just. I mean, I, I've got one I could throw those into. Um, Do you really? Pretty. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, let me look at my list. Um. Okay. Yeah, I have nothing that will medieval. I mean, I could force it in there, but not nah, that's not easy. I do like Dare Drinker's suggestion of shoe. S H O E. To S H O E. Yeah, talking about a shoe. Which, of course, oh. is a really a subtle reference to Elizabeth's shoe. And, of course, yeah. if we're talking about racing games, surely somebody could talk about shoes at some point. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Ruckus is saying beard in honor of your mm -hmm. our beards. Yes, um, I'm, I'm catching up with you at the rate I'm going. If I don't get this foot fixed, I'm going to supplant you. Yeah, it's it's time for me to get a, a, a beard trimming. That way we could uh, be equals on the facial hair. Well, I don't know. A shoe might be. I mean, because it's a racing theme uh, thing. We, I'm sure, any either of us could do shoe. Well, do you want to take shoe? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Let, that's fine okay. because that means that's less work for me. You're never. Yep, I, I'm never going to turn down less work. So. Yeah. Let me find out which <laughs> one I'm going to do it here. Shoe. So S H O E is the secret word, folks. Or it could be a reference to Elizabeth Shoe, uh, Academy Award winning actress. Okay, that one would be a little tougher for <laughs> That's me a to work more tricky to work in casually. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right, well, I about going... that. I am going to, um, uh, you know, uh, let slip the dogs of war. Okay. Why don't we? Going. Can we do instead of shoe? How about shoes? Uh, plural. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Shoes. Shoes. That'll All make right. it yep, a yep, lot perfect, easier. Perfect. Perfect. Shoes cool, is the secret you. word. Shoes, folks. Shoes. And if you don't like it, you can fight about it. Yeah. Right now. Speaking of fighting, there it is. There we go. Okay. But you all know in the pre-show, folks, that the shoes reference is actually to Elizabeth Shoe, one of America's finest actors yeah. in, of all time. All of Elizabeth Shoe's works. <laughs> there we go. All right. All right. What do we got? Fight. Oh, my gosh. There's a lot of people out there. Oh, um, I can't see anybody. Where am I? <laughs> I'm being chased by Yellow Band. Yellow Band is backstabbing but gave up. 
and uh, left me to be. And now I'm backstabbing Goblin981. Goblin has no idea what hit him. A goblin is too busy thrown down with Fidelia. Now I team up with Goblin to take out Fidelia, and Fidelia survives somehow, only to run afoul of A.G. Fox and is no more. Kabuki Kid and A.G. Fox throw down, and Kabuki slinks away like the ninja she is. And Titty Baloo and Kabuki Kids just say hi and then go about their business. Um, Flashburn goes down. Mom, Gamer, showed no quarter. And now Mom is running from Kabuki, but turns and faces the Star-Lord herself and runs. And Kabuki says, come back here, Mom. We're not through yet. And um, Kabuki regrets that because nobody messes with Mom, Gamer. And now it's down to Mom and Lizzie. There is a health pack, but nobody thinks they need it. And Mom, Gamer dominates. Wow, Mom Gamer. Well yep. done. Crushing it. The Mom Terminator. <laughs> the Mominator. Yep, the Mominator. The <laughs> Mominator. All right. Cool. All right. Well, that was fun. Y'all are regenerated. Full health. Yep. And uh, Mom Gamer is 100 points richer to buy something to uh, accessorize her little cybernetic implant she's got. All right, so I now need to put the other stuff on screen that we will have in the show. All right, where are we? It's, what do we put? Oh, we always put the thing about, hey, see the rest of the show at Blippity Blop, right? Yep. That should be somewhere yep. in here. There it is, find all R&R episodes. I only put that in because arbitrarily you put that in um, at some point. Oh, did I? Yeah, back when we were still doing the Streamlabs, and you would put that Oh, in. that's like, right. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. That is a smart thing. That's what it should always be there. All righty, cool. so that's down there. And let's see, do I have the other things to <clears throat> say the secret word, which is shoes? All right, so where's the thing about the instructions? Send the name to the flippity flop. Control X, put this up here in the notepad. So I have it at the ready. The secret, secret word is shoes, plural. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, cool. Let me make sure the overhead has not crashed, because that would not be good. All right. I can minimize you. Don't minimize Ruel, though. Um, Right. So, where are we? We've got browser view. There it is. YouTube zoomed in view, because some of these things I've got videos of. We have got the overhead. Cool. And now, can I remember? I actually... I. Here's what I did this morning, behind the scenes folks stuff, just for you. Stuff, folks, just for you. Um, I did not have actually time to play the game this morning. So I went, I forget which channel, some channel had already done a full two-player run-through, and I just skipped to like halfway through their video and just replicated what they had so that I'd be showing a real representation rather than just throwing stuff around randomly. And then but while I was waiting for Well to get on, I'm like, okay, well, what would my next turn be? And I didn't actually watch what they did. Um, But I figured, okay... Because, because I, I basically I wanted to fast forward to where the fog is just about to eat some people. Um, you know, because yeah. the fog doesn't actually go. You get like um, three rounds before the fog starts eating people. So I, I had to kind of jump in the middle of the game. So I have cool. seven action points, and I am the pink yellow. Yes, it was going to be. All right, how is it going to be? Right. Oh, I just realized the thing I want to do won't work. Oh. Oh, but you know what? It will work. If I... Okay, now I'm going to cheat a little bit and just swap these so we have a good story to tell. Nope, nope, no. I'm going to swap these just so we have a good story to tell. Actually, yeah, that works better. Ooh, I didn't even see that. Which one is that? Is that the squeeze? No, that's the jump over things. But that takes, I think, four action points, doesn't it? Yeah. 
Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, this will work. This will work. This will work. Okay. Okay, so you know what you're going to do. I know what that. I'm going to do. We're just going to play a quick turn just to give an idea of, of how stuff happens and how people get consumed by the fog. And uh, then we will do our top 10 race games because this is a very elaborate race game where effectively, especially if you're playing as a two-player game, because a two-player is a four-player game where each player controls two teams. So you're controlling 16 racers trying to get to the limited spaces on the boat before the fog eats everybody. It's very, it's really, really clever. Um, nice. It's already funded, and I hope it continues to succeed because I think it's really neat. And it is, it's one of these, you know, dream of a single person. Look, I, I'm using Kickstarter the way it was meant to be. You know, I, I, yeah. I, this is the only way I can make my dream come true as opposed to, oh, this is just an elaborate pre-order thing. So, yeah. anyway, I'm doing my pitch now, and I should be doing it on the show, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but oh my God, before we go, I have to cluck my head uh, with um, admiration. So I'm kind of torn about uh, Adam saying, she made the Optimum moves. The Optimum moves. <laughs> yep, there you go. All right. Nice. Just a throwback to um, Thank you, Adam. Uh, Mom Gamer winning. Okay, cool. So put the little warning on screen telling everybody okay. that we're just going to be doing the stuff. Folks, while we're going, we're just going to go. Afterwards, we'll do some Q&A. So if you have questions, start them with a question mark. And uh, yeah, I've got all the tabs ready. Yours are blanks. Uh, just what the heck more, more behind the scenes stuff. So here's the actual browser view. So this is number 10. I don't know what it is. And then I got my number nine, um, which I won't spoil now, but then, uh, you know, number eight. So I've just got all these tabs queued up with bitly links. So as soon as Rel says what it is, I hit enter and then I see whatever it was because our friend who puts the list together just sends me anonymous links. So I don't know what Ruel is going to do. I have no idea. So anyway, so those cool. are all queued up, ready, spaghetti to go. We look good. That's fine. Right. Um, and uh, yes, I'm very clap Weird. happy it would appear. Yeah. <laughs> Apologies Weird. for that. Weird. <laughs> um, yeah, it's probably really bad because I, I, ta- I, I do the thing, you know, where you have the hand go into the cup for maximum volume. That's just, mm-hmm. it's second nature to me. So I clap very loudly and I apologize. Ah. Yeah, because you, you, you basically have to kind of create a, it's like, I'm not sure if there's a vacuum or something like that, but you can yeah. just, you know, the, you're basically turning your hand into a drum that accentuates. I'm making it up. I'm not an expert clapper. I'm a total rank amateur, but this is why I and tell I'm, myself. I'm listening to you going, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. I see questions right. starting to come in for after the show, so yep. we better do the show so we can get to those questions. So Sounds let good. me see. The box cover should be here. There it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you ready, Ruel? I'm good to go, sir. Okay, folks. We'll see you on the other side. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. This week's episode of the R&R Show is brought to you by The Fog, Escape from Paradise. And how are you doing? Are you in paradise? 
I am unfortunately not in paradise. I feel like I'm trapped in a constant fog of plumbing <laughs> issues at my home. And, yes. You know, this like cloud is following me wherever I go. It's been a, a rough couple of weeks. But hey, you know what? I'm in an Airbnb, folks. You, you can see the games are not behind me, but I do have a little stack of games on the side. So to keep me comfortable. Um, but I am so happy to be here. I'm excited to be talking about race games. I love the mechanism. And I love how you introduce the fog. That sounds sort of, you should be doing this for like movie trailers, I think. <laughs> Thing, you know <laughs> thank you the new trailer voice of a generation that's me yes but yes. speaking of the fog let me go on ahead and tell you a little bit more about it folks because it is pretty cool this is kind of like the ultimate race game and when um this was the sponsor i thought oh we have to talk more about race games but in this game um if you are you are uh in a race game where you have you could think of it as anywhere from eight to 16 cars that you are trying to get across the finish line because here's the situation in this beautiful tropical paradise a mysterious fog has descended and if people go into the fog they never come out so all the people are frantically trying to get on the boats and not everybody is going to make it out of here alive each player uh you know is a certain color although if you play two players you control two colors so in this game i am the pink and the uh yellow player as an example and uh you know so as part of setup you lay all the characters out and then players do a draft figuring out which are going to be them so there's a yellow one there's a blue one we're about halfway through a game right now because it takes a little bit before the fog gets up and going, and I wanted to show you the game full-on in action. So, um, we are at a state where the fog um, is just about to move. But the pink player, who is stuck down here at the bottom, three of the fleeing people that belong to the pink player are about to get consumed by the fog. And the pink player has already lost one from a previous round. So pink has to get these moving. And so on your turn, you have seven action points you can spend to do a bunch of different actions that cost anywhere from one to four points. And so what pink might decide to do right now to try to save as many of these people as possible, well, first of all, they could... um, spend, what is it, uh, three actions, I think. Is it right? To do the uh, shove? Right. Uh, yes, it's this one right here. Three actions. So we spend one, two, three. And this pink person who's about to get consumed will shove into the place of this one that belongs to another player. And so now this one is in danger of getting gobbled up. So there went a few of my points. Now, uh, pink still has two more who are about to die. This person, though, happens to be an expert at... Um, oh, this is the push action. I just did the swap action. This is the push action where they don't swap positions. They just push people forward. They can push up to two. And because they're an expert at it, they only have to spend two action points instead of the regular three. So I'll spend two more, one, two, and this one will move forward and push both of these up as well, thereby saving another one of the buddies who just got out of the line of fire and they're getting closer to the boats. But in doing this, I'm also helping the blue player as well. Um, so the blue players, hey, thanks for giving me a little push as well, uh, because now I'm one step closer. And then I've got two more actions. And my last person here, there's nothing they could do. Um, they are actually an expert at hopping over stuff, but the best they could do is hop over here. They're still going to get eaten. So I think we're going to have to say goodbye to them because there's this, there randomly, there's all these obstacles all over the board. If I had enough resources, you can actually travel over the obstacles, but I'm out of time. So I might as well start thinking about what do I want to do in the future? future. Um, let's see here. So, well, it's the pink player right now. These, this one can't go any farther forward. I have two actions. This person gives me a plus one action that I can do afterward. 
afterwards. Oh, but I do not like uh, this layout. I can't save this person. These people are kind of stuck because I don't have enough actions. I would need, was it four actions to be able to jump over here and then, you know, scramble over the rock. So I think I'll spend one and have this one take a little step. And unfortunately, I'm kind of wasting their power of, hey, after I'm done, I get one more move but they can't go anywhere. They would need to be able to do a swap or a hop or something like that. So unfortunately, I wasted one of my seven actions, but I did save two of my three people and I saved one of Blues as well. And then the timer moves on and the fog comes up. So these two are Gonsville. And now, once again, Pink is in trouble. But the fog isn't going to come for a while. So the fog kind of moves and fits in spurts. So you usually get a couple of turns uh, to be able to try to manipulate things. Now, at the beginning of the game, everybody who was on the beach, you can see this is all emptied out, but at the beginning, and this was all full, as everybody was frantically getting onto the boats. But um, now that, that we took care of them, all these poor people who were left behind are now trying to avoid getting eaten. And the interesting thing is, every time you set this game up, there are different values. There's different colored characters who want to get on the right color boat, so it'll give you bonus points. But as part of setup, taking these last spaces isn't worth much. Taking the first space is much. You want to be in the middle spaces because they're worth six points. But the middle spaces could have been worth only two points. So trying to figure out when you get your people out onto the docks and onto the boats is going to be different from game to game, trying to grab different spaces. Um, and using all these different powers and the special powers of your individual characters to get as many people to safety before the fog eats them all. And I love the uh, the buildup for this because the fog actually has these little legs, so they just smoothly just consumes okay. everything, and just it's just kind of like a mower mowing everybody down. This would be a very bad result for everybody. A lot of points lost here, but um, it's incredibly thematic, incredibly tense, really sharp, and there's an alternate way to play. It comes with a couple of sand timers. So if you play with players who suffer from analysis paralysis, because this game can get really crunchy, much more than a regular uh, race game, then you can introduce a timer which only accentuates the panic and fear yes. you should feel when you face the fog as you try to escape from paradise. Oh, that looks like so much fun. I love that you can do the real-time thing, because that really does. I mean, that is uh, right there. That's a movie right there. Yep. The fog is coming. We've got a few minutes. Let's get out of here. Exactly. It looks exactly. so awesome. That is really so cool. cool. Love it. Yeah. All right. Well, so that is one race game, folks. But since it isn't actually out, uh, we're going to leave it off our list of our 10 favorite race games. Right? Um, when I talked with Ruel about it, I said, hey, the main thing is um, uh, make sure that somewhere on the board there is a finish line. And you have to move your character across the finish line. Because, of course, there's lots of Euro-style games that I love that are races to, hey, first player to score 20 points. That's a race. But that's kind of not within the, uh, the spirit of this. This is actually, you've got things on the board that, are that the game will be over once you cross a finish line. So we're going to talk about the 10 best of all time. Does that sound about right? That sounds perfect, and uh, I'm so excited about this. I love the race element uh, mechanism in a lot of different games, but the fact that you specifically said we want a finish line on board—that's when things change for me. That uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna see what we came up with, folks. Here, in just a few minutes, yep. but I'm excited to see what you've got because I know mine are pretty. I mean, I love the ones I, I picked are some of my favorites of all time. So, yep. well, uh, before I'm we get to that. The, yeah. the Fog, unfortunately, cannot make it on this list because it hasn't come out yet. But folks, since you're watching the show, one of you lucky viewers is going to be able to win a copy of The Fog, which is already successfully funded on Kickstarter. Um, well, how do they win? 
Folks, what you're going to do is watch the show today and listen for the magic word, the secret word. The word is going to be shoes, like the shoes that you put on your feet. Yep. Uh, one of us, Richard or myself, will be saying it sometime during the show. And what you're going to do in an email is not type in the secret word shoes. You're going to type the name of the game that we're talking about at that specific yes. moment and send it in an email to contest at rotto.com. And that'll get you entered into a contest to win your very own copy of The Fog. Escape from Paradise. And then you Escape can try to race to safety. Um, yes. But while we're waiting for it to come out, we've got 10 more race games to talk about. Starting with number 10, Ruel, what do you like? Okay, so yeah, this this is actually tougher for me to, to compile than I thought, but okay. starting number 10 off with a bang, Long Shot the Dice Game. So there was a game, okay. originally the original Long Shot uh, was a board game, but they came out with a dice version of it um, last year. As you can see, Michelle and I, we did a uh, paid preview of it on our uh, Twitch channel, we played it live. It's a roll and write game, and it's one of the best roll and write games out there, friends. Mm-hmm. It, it captures the spirit of you know horse racing. You're going to roll dice. One die is for the horse, uh, and then the, another one is you're going to give you options to do. And this is what I really like about this. It's not just a straight racing game, not just a straight betting game. You can manipulate the horses how you want, and then you can bet on who you think is going to win. Oh. But you're also going to be collecting uh, different concessions. Uh, you can buy horses to add to your stable. And... Bottom line is you have to get across uh, the uh, runway or the finish line there first. Or you're you're going to top or you're going to bet or the top three horses like any good horse racing game will pay out and then the most money wins. But it's an, until the first horse crosses that line that's when the game is going to end. You start tallying up. I really enjoyed this um, so much. Michelle and I, we actually, we kept the prototype. We asked to keep the prototype, and we still play it. Um, oh. And it, it, yeah, and I saw this recently, Richard. I, th- this is so surprising me, and I love seeing this. I actually saw this game at a Barnes & Noble recently. So, Long Shot uh-huh. the Dice Game, um, I, the company's name is slipping my mind right now, but they uh, worked with Barnes & Noble, got their game in Barnes & Noble, and I'm so happy for them because more people should be playing it. It's a fun roll-and-write game. It only plays in about 30 minutes, so it does capture that you know fast-paced nature of a good race game, and that is Long Shot the Dice Game, our number 10. I have not played it, but I have heard nothing but raves about it. Ever yeah. since it came out, I think, last year, if I recall Last correctly year. and yes. uh, yeah really sharp roll and write with so much depth and replayability it's de- yeah. um i have to admit i have zero interest in the subject matter personally but this is yep. definitely on my list of hey if i'm at a convention i want to see if i can get a game of this played because i've just heard nothing but how amazing yeah. it is yeah and the fun uh, uh, another fun thing about it it has a solo mode and it's a good oh. solo game as well okay yes. so yeah check it out that's our number 10 long shot the dice game very very cool okay, okay. Well, i'm so excited to hear what you've got on your uh, your side of the list Let, all let's right see what we got uh here. f1 car no not no nope. um <laughs> i have to admit the interesting thing for me about this list is i'm really not a car guy i never really have been a car yep. guy um yep. i um my list is almost completely and totally free of automobiles but there will be oh. one appearance one surprise okay. appearance so um my uh games are going to be a bit more non-traditional starting with number nine on the list k2 Oh, nice. Yes, this is a race. Make no mistake. Um, Each player controls two climbing teams trying to make it to the top of K2 or different mountains if you've gotten any of the various expansions that have come out over the years. And it is a very smart and fast-playing hand management game because you have a bunch of cards that you can play either to move or to conserve your oxygen because the higher you go, the tougher it is to breathe. You also have the ability to make base camps along the way because the weather is constantly changing. You can see 
what the weather is going to be like for the next several rounds, and you need to be thinking, right, okay, I, with the hand of cards I got now, I can make it to, I can make it to 7,000 feet. But in two rounds, I will freeze to death because I won't necessarily have enough time to build a base camp there. So do I hold back and try to time it so I can just skip from 7,000 to 8,000 after the cold um, you know, front passes and then make my desperate last pitch effort to get to the top of the mountain um, and survive and not die. So it is an incredibly thematic game, really sharp. The expansions that have come out for it over the years have added a lot of interesting twists and whatnot. Um, but it's something that both Jen and I have always been Huge, huge fans of number nine K two. Yeah, I you know I saw this on the list. I have not actually played this, but I've heard a lot of good things uh, about this from my friends over the years. And oh, great choice! I I didn't even think about it as a race game, but you were oh absolutely totally correct. it is one hundred percent totally race game. Okay, so let's move on to our number eight, and let me make sure I have it here. Um, yes, my number so. eight, our our number eight on the list is. We're, we're, we are get, we we have to put a car racing game on here. It just wouldn't be right without it. So our number eight is Downforce. Um, this is okay. I consider I consider this a modern classic because this is a reimplementation of a game called I believe Top Force was the original Top Race and apparently was the original race, the okay. Restoration Games restored and gave it yes. a new name to, uh, Downforce. Yes. Yeah, and if you if you know Restoration Games folks, you know that they take um, games that have been around for a while and update them for modern times. And this is a good one. Um, is a we're big fans of this one in my gaming group. Uh, Downforce. It's a hand management game. Uh, you are betting again. You're betting on uh, um, uh, car, race cars, and you're trying to find you know, find or manage them to get across the finish line first. The first place you're going to win money. Um, and you go through, There's, I think there's three different spots on here. Uh, each line that you cross, you're going to make bets on who you think you're going to win. Okay, so, another betting game. All right. Another betting game. And you, you may see a pattern here in, my, in the games that I chose, folks, uh, betting and racing. And what you do, it's really interesting. The game starts with an auction. You're going to auction off the cars and their uh, special abilities. Okay. And, and then when you get those cars, you don't have to necessarily, necessarily bet on your own. You can bet on other people's. So you can almost like sabotage yourself and get other players' cars, uh, cars to go in front because of the cards in your hand. Like, say, for instance, I get stuck with the green car, and I don't have any green card car or a lot of good green card cards in my hand. I can manage it so I can get the blue car to go, uh, you know, run away with the race, or I can okay. try. And so I can place, I can hedge my bets by placing bets on the blue car. So it's a really fascinating game of hand management. It's really easy to get to the table with new players. Um, it's all, it probably plays about 30 to 45 minutes. And as you can see there, the components are really uh, fantastic. Again, restoration games, they always do a great job with all of their games. Downforce, it's a classic. It's a modern classic. And that's why it's our, our number eight race game. Okay, great. And thank you, Board Game Geek, for supplying that um, game preview from Gen Con 50 in 2017. Oh, uh, wow. 2017 yeah. has been a Sounds while. Right. So right. that's two games so far from your side of uh, the R&R that are all about betting on the outcome as well. I yes. suspect I might be able to guess some that are coming. We will still see. Because again, folks, neither Will or I have any idea what the other person has come up with. He's got five. I've got five. A friend has made sure we have no overlaps. Um, but let's move on now from, what was that? That was number eight to eight. number seven. Uh, another oddball one for me. It is Cosmic Run Rapid Fire. 
which uh, is interesting. This is our second roll and write on the list today. Yeah. And actually, Cosmic Run from designer Steve Finn and co-designer Steve Finn's son. This is actually a game that his son had the idea for, and Steve says, that's really great. Hey, let's father and son make this together. That was the original Cosmic Run, and it proved to be so popular, Steve did several spinoffs. And I played all of them, and I think Rapid Fire is my favorite, in part because it's a roll and write. A roll and write race game. Basically, the situation is, each there are three planets, and we are racing to try to reach them as fast as possible because whoever gets there first gets the big points, gets to colonize. But um, we're doing it in this game via dice drafting. Every round, uh, a bunch of dice are rolled that will let you either maneuver um, around you know, the asteroids and whatnot that are on the track that are preventing you from getting to the uh, planet or will let you activate special powers like change the way you move or um, you know, all kinds of interesting stuff. And every round, at the beginning of the round, dice are going to be rolled that add Add more obstacles to the board. So this is a racetrack that is dynamically changing and evolving as you play. Um, and it's a race game where you are engaged. Each player is engaged in three simultaneous races. You know what? I can't. I, there's no way I can win that third race to the green planet. I'm really going to focus like a laser on trying to make it first to the blue planet. So there's a lot going on in a very fun, fast-playing little roll and write. Which, like you, Ruel, I mean, I love roll and writes. All yes. of the Cosmic Run series have been. Absolutely exemplary. They all have this core idea of, hey, there's multiple planets. Everybody's racing to the first player to gets there gets the lion's share of the points. The first player to cross that finish line, and um, yeah, it's it's just the uh, rapid fire is my personal favorite. So it comes in at number seven on the list. Oh yeah, yeah. I cannot wait to play this one. I actually um, was trying to get a copy of this mm. uh, earlier this year, in fact, but at the time it was um, out of print. But I believe they've done a new print run, so it should be available oh, really? now. Okay. But- yeah, I am a huge fan of Steve Finn games as well, so I cannot wait to uh, give a take a shot at Cosmic Run Rapid Fire. Okay. All right. Hey, we're going to get to our number six right now. Let me get up on screen. And, I mean, it's not a car racing game, but it does have some form of transportation. It is one of my favorites of all time, Flam Rouge. Uh, Flam Rouge, sure. this is, yes, a bicycle racing game. Just think of uh, the Tour de France, folks, and that's what you have in Flam Rouge. It's a game, a wonderful game of hand management. You have a team of bicyclists that you're going to be racing around the track. You can see there, you can um, uh, manipulate the track. There's a lot of variability in this. You can set up different uh, ways to, you know, uh, set up different tracks that have mountains mountains or hills or whatnot and what you're doing you're just playing cards out of your hand you're playing you know this uh for one of each of your bi- uh bicyclists and what you can do is you can draft off of other yeah. uh, players you know just follow them and you know sort of tag along you know drafting in in real life and drafting in uh, a race and you're eventually going to start running out of steam because at the end you're trying to hold those big cards for the end but sometimes you just have to you know do them you know wherever you can to uh, take the lead and shoot on out and try to win the race it really uh, for me it captures the uh, feeling of a sprint really well because you're not going around the track a bunch of times you're just going Going around once and trying to win the race by playing your cards in the right order, and that's I, I, I love this game. It can play, I think, two to four players in the base game, but you, there's a couple of expansions that add uh, different elements, mm-hmm. and they also add different uh, additional teams. So I think you can play it up to like six, seven, or even eight. I'm not sure. But um, check out those expansions as well. This is a classic, and we love it uh, in my house, and hopefully yours. It's our number six, Flam Rouge. Yeah, it is absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, and it's not something you see often. Um, you're represented in race games. The idea of exhaustion. Yep. 
right? Yes. And yes. Um, you know, and it was so thematic, and it's so much about, oh, you moved into that spot. I means I can move behind you, and as you said, draft off you. I mean, I've seen drafting in some games, but not as many as you would expect, since it is such a hugely important element of racing yep. in general. And uh, yeah, exactly. this one is very well loved, so easy to teach and play. Really yeah. good choice. Yeah, Definitely. fantastic game. Okay. All right. But cool. I've got an even better one for you, Well, Number right. five is Luxor. Oh, yeah. Right. Do you know Luxor? I do not, but I, I think I know why you picked it. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the deal. Um, this is a game where players, we're, we're Indiana Jones-type, Tomb Raider-type folks, trying to rush to the center of a tomb. And um, each player has, well, over the course of the game, you can get multiple members of your race team moving. Or you can just try to focus like a laser to just get one of them as far as you can or get multiples into different spots. But what really attracts me to the game, the race is interesting, there's all these different treasures you can get along the way, so you're always trying to figure out the right card to play on the right team member to land on the right treasure because there's a lot of set collection. Um, you know, yeah, there's big rewards for being crossing the finish line first, but there's a lot of other stuff going on too. Um, you know, depending on what you can find. The way this works though is everybody has a hand of cards, um, and what happens is on your turn you have to pick. If you imagine holding the cards in your hand, fanned out, you can pick the card all the way to the left or the card all the way to the right. You can only pick those. And in addition, every turn you will draw a card and put it in the center of your hand. So that perfect five, oh, I can't wait to play that, but I have to wait until that works its way out to the outer edge of my hand because I can only play the one that's the furthest left or furthest right. And that is such a simple and elegant and wonderful puzzle. Um, you know, it, uh, you know it's, it, it, it kind of harkens back to the Bonanza type thing. Of, and I know this drives you nuts sometimes, Ruel, that hey, once you've got your hand yep. of cards, you can't rearrange them. Um, <laughs> um, because the, the order they're in, although there are even tricks to let you rearrange your cards if you need to get to a card faster. It's it's fun. It's fast. It's a it's a family weight game. Although the expansion did add a bunch more stuff to make it a bit more crunchy. Uh, really sharp. And what really made me fall in love with it was the absolutely brilliant hand management system, unlike anything I'd ever seen before. That's just so immediately simple and easy to grok, but really surprisingly deep. And uh, that's why it comes in at number five, Luxor. Yeah, Luxor. Um, I have not played it yet, but uh, again, I see the name Rudiger Dorn. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I need to play this yes. one. And yep. yeah, even though that the whole hand management thing does drive me a little crazy, the Bonanza style, I, I like the fact that you know you have ways to mitigate that. And it's like, okay, you can do certain things to move them. Yeah. So, and even time you have two cards to choose from. You've got yeah. the front one or the back one. That should be enough. That's cool. Somehow it's I never like quite that. right. You always want the one that's just one over. And you, you and again, the planning of, okay, this person, I'll move you here because next turn when I get that, that you're the one I want to move over there. Just great stuff. Mm, nice. Yeah. Great, great call. Okay. Right. So from one of our favorite designers to yet another favorite designer, mm-hmm. actually, my, you know, we've talked about this many times before on the show. One of my favorite designers of all time, if not my favorite, the good doctor, Reiner Knizia. Oh. This is our, our number okay. four. The quest for El Dorado. Okay, yep, this, yep, 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 yep. Yeah. I knew that was a, coming. A, an amazing, amazing race game. What the good doctor did, folks, is he took deck building and combined it with a race game and mashed it up, and we have the quest for El Dorado. You know, we are just talking about the Indiana Jones-style uh, game. Mm-hmm. This is another one. We are racing uh, to get out of here because we have, you know, got this, uh, the statue, which... You know, I in my mind, I like to think we're bringing it back to the the, the, the people that That's are right. That's a nice rewrite. Suit. I like you know? it. 
Yeah. Okay, thank you. Instead of, it does not belong in a museum. It belongs <laughs> to the people that it originated yeah. with. Uh, so what you're doing is uh, this, uh, standard deck building. You have your starting cards and you play them for movement. And what you're going to do is eventually add new cards to, that give you better movement and give you uh, currency as well to get those better cards. And I think what's really neat about this game is, you know, in Dominion or uh, other games where you have like a big market of cards, this actually limits it. It has like a small market of cards. Yeah. And then as you buy them, they unlock other markets that you can bring in. So the cards, it depends on what you play and what you take. There's going to open up uh, what cards are available. And it's a race game. You're, you're controlling two little adventurers, and you want to get them to the uh, to the end there. There are different terrains that you'll be passing by. Uh, the expansions, they add other things as well that you can go and grab you know, different treasures and whatnot. Um, we've liked them all. It's a huge favorite with my, my gaming group and my family as well. It's a family weight game, but it has enough that uh, veteran gamers will enjoy it as well. I mean, everything about this game I love. It's racing, it's deck building, it's the good doctor. That's why it's our number four, folks. The quest for El Dorado. Cannot argue with that at all. Yeah. And with that, so, I so believe good. I know what your final one is going to be. I'm pretty I, I, I sure. I think you have a good idea. I think yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I believe the designer is known to go by their initial, perhaps. <laughs> but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, yep. That'll be number two, because right now we have to talk about number three on the list. And, oh, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't put this one up. Hold on a second. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll show this one. Uh, number three on the list, or well, and audience, is Clank. Oh. Now, let me ask you, did you consider Clank? I did not. You but totally now that it's should. On the list, it, it totally makes sense. It's a yes. race day. It's a racing deck builder game. Yeah. Um. The 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 finish line is where you start because the whole point of this game is hey we're we're basically gonna go dungeon delving and um we start and we build our deck and that represents what our our uh, explorer our adventurer can do and we just try yes. to go as deep 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 into the dungeon or the cave or the tomb or whatever it is that we're raiding and um get the best most valuable artifact we can and then race back to the surface. And the first player to do that, basically cross the finish line, creates a countdown for everybody else. Because as we're racing around the world, and by the way, I'm showing uh, Clank uh, Legacy Acquisitions Incorporated, which is my favorite version of Clank. Although, don't worry, there's no spoilers here. This is the first game, which my wife and I live streamed many, many years ago. Um, And uh, it's just my favorite version. I figured I'd throw that on the screen. The uh, interesting thing is, as you're going along, a lot of the most powerful cards you can play to move forward make noise. And that's called making clank. And you start collecting these cubes on the clankometer. And every once in a while, a card will come out that says, hey, take all those clank, all that noise you made, po- throw it into a bag, and then start throwing cubes out of the bag. Because that means, who, if, if my cubes are th- pulled out, I've drawn the attention of the local dragon who is not happy that we are here, and I end up suffering damage. So, this is a game of high risk reward from start to finish. Do I just try to be slow and sneaky and quiet and just get the artifact I can? Do I say to heck with it, I'm just going to grab the first artifact I can and just get out really quick and then force all my opponents into a really tough bind because they were deeper. Will they be able to make it out in time before they make too much noise and the dragon gets them? It's 
absolutely brilliant, incredibly popular, has spawned so many spin-offs, like the Legacy one, like Clank in Space, like the uh, upcoming uh, Clank Catacombs as well, which I believe you're going to be covering pretty soon for the channel. I know you're very yes. excited about that. Um, Super excited. And yeah, it is absolutely such a brilliant, simple idea, like Quest for Eldorado, mashing um, racing me- mechanisms with deck building to make a really wonderful game experience. That is number three, Clank. I love this choice. I didn't, again, I did not even consider it, but you are so right. It is a race back to the top because you don't want to get stuck in that, you know, uh, dungeon and lose points or, you know, even just score zero if you don't, you know, totally make it out. There is a finish line on the board. There Um, is. Oh, great call. Nice. I didn't even think about that. Okay. So let's move on to our number two. Uh, You've alluded to it. I I believe it's no secret as to what I love. I my consider my number personal one. Number one is is Kubitos by John D. Clare AEG. A an awesome game. Um, This is I've been describing it as Quacks of Quillenburg in the dice game, and there's a lot of similarities. But there is, as you can see there, um, there is a finish line on the board. You're yep. trying to race around there, and you are these uh, strange little cube or cheese cubes out of the, the whole world. We is are the Cubitos. You're a Cubitos, right? So the little cubes, uh, it looks to me, it looks like SpongeBob SquarePants. It's mm. like you know, got the little yeah. uh, yellow cheese uh, with skinny legs and you know shoes, um, and you're running around there. And what you're doing is rolling dice, and this is what I love about this. I love rolling dice. I love push your luck. I love bag building. This is what it's all about. You're trying to unlock those uh, better dice by spending currency and putting those in your bag. And then you want to pull those out um, to uh, roll them and to get better movement and better currency and uh, make it fast, the, to be the fastest around the track, folks. Um, oh my gosh, everything about this game I love. It, it's just, it's, I thought it was easy to learn um, and teach, and Michelle and I loved it from the day one. The only thing I didn't love, I, I'm going to nitpick a little bit, those yeah. little boxes that you put the little dice in, I yeah. mean, not not a, not a fan. Really? I, I I'm a huge fan yeah, of that package. Really? I, I didn't like those. I don't they were just, they were like, uh, for me, they were like sort of weird to put together. Yeah, there they are right there. They are weird to put together, yes. And I have a few yeah. that are a bit, not as structurally sound. The first ones I put together. Um, oh, yeah. Don't one hold of up mine as has well a big as old the final ones I put together. <laughs> yeah. One of mine has a tear in it. I think I put some, you know, little, a piece of tape on there. But that's a, a very minor nitpick. This game is so smart and so good. And, you know, you have the different dice. And the thing is, all the different dice, they have the cards there that tell you what they do. Now, it's not just that setup, folks. There are multiple cards. So each die can have multiple effects and a ton of replayability. There's that one track there. There's actually four tracks. They're double-sided. Two tracks are included. Oh, my gosh. I love this game. It's a, a fantastic racing game. That's why it's our number two racing game of all time, Kubitos. I completely agree with that, and a huge doffing of the cap to John D. Clare. But also, credit where credit is due, this is a remake of an earlier game that came out called Automobiles from yes. David Short, if I recall correctly, I believe. Yep. Um, yeah. and that oh, had also the, another AEG game. Yep, yep. yep. Well, um, yeah, which had the idea of um, every time you play, a different set of cards determines what the cubes are. Um, but it, they were cubes instead of dice. Um, you yeah. know, Basically, everything that Automobiles was, and Automobiles was fantastic, is just taking to the next level with yeah. Cubitos. And honestly, that would have been on my list. The only reason you talked about it is because you rated it even higher than me. I think it would have been my number two, but it was your number one, which is why oh. you're the one who talked about it. That's how All we right. adjudicate stuff before we go. If we have um, if we have overlaps, whoever liked it more is the one who ends up talking about it. And I suspected it was coming, and I was not disappointed with number <laughs> you two. You know Cubitos. me so well, my friend. Yeah. And now, right. I'm going to be a total jerk. 
and talk about number one on the list, which sadly is oh. a game that only got a very, very limited release and is very hard to get right now. But I am hoping against hope, uh, particularly because I only got to play a prototype of this and I never got a final version of number one on the list. Bad, bad company until the day I die. Oh. This game is freaking fantastic. Um, it is a race game. Because we uh, control a, it's it's a heist crew, you know, an Ocean Eleven type uh, crew. Uh, actually, there, there's a, and I my run through of it. There's the sneaky Eleven I was controlling, and the thing is, <laughs> we are literally racing down a road in our getaway vehicle to try to get out of town, uh, past the red. That is the finish line. When somebody makes it all the way to the end, that's what triggers the end of the game. Although it's possible the game could end earlier if people can do enough heists on the way out without getting caught by the cops. Uh, this is a race game. Where like um, the uh, uh, the the Need for Speed franchise on video games, the cops are actually chasing us too, and we're trying to beat each other, but also stay one step ahead of the cops because hey, you don't have to be faster than the cops; you just have to be faster than the slowest person, so somebody else gets caught by the cops. Um, and this the entire gameplay mechanism here is the oh, what do you call it? The um, Catan or um, the Machi Koro approach, where everybody has a group. Um, every every one of your uh, member of your crew has a number on it and every round dice are going to be rolled that everybody gets to activate the numbers that pop up like Machi Koro or uh, Card Kings of Valeria or Space Base or Settlers of Catan or just Catan and I gotta say there are a lot of games that have come out over the years using this mechanism oh uh, My Farm Shop is another one I think this is the best it has ever been done it has more interesting stuff going on with the dice and the choices you make when it's not your turn everything about this game is fantastic including the race elements uh um, because that could be your main strategy. Okay, I'm not caring as much about the heist. I'm just trying to get out as fast as I can to um, you know, cross that finish line and score bonus points that way, or I will go slow down, but then I run the risk of being arrested. It fits the bill. It is a car that can get across the finish line, and that can trigger the end of the game. So I say it is a race game. Just sadly, one that only got an incredibly small print run, and I'm still hoping that it'll get a second printing so I can get a copy of it as well, because I had to send my prototype on to the next reviewer after I was done filming it. Jen and I were both really blown away by this, which is why it comes in as the number one race game of the R&R show, folks. Bad company. Wow. Yeah. And again, uh, something that wasn't on my radar, but I remember when you were, you know, you did the video and you were really hyped about this. And I, I, I do hope that there is another edition because I want to, I want to check this out now yeah. too, uh, after your it raving about stuff. All right. Cool. All right. Well, cool. Folks, that is it. The top 10. And let me ask you, did you hear me or Ruel say the secret word? Did one of us mention shoes at any given time? If so, you know what to do. Um, send an email to contest at rotto.com and the subject of that email, the game that we were talking about when the word was said, that's make that your subject. So it'll go through my filters and you will be entered to win a copy of this excellent race game right here, The Fog Escape from Paradise. And I think that's it, Ruel. Yeah, that, that's that's all we got. We are uh, done, and uh, folks, again, thank you for joining us here at the R and R show. This has been a bonus episode. We yes. usually do this uh, once a month, but you know, thanks to our sponsors and, and everyone else, we get to do extra episodes for y'all, and we love doing it. Yep. Thank and you so one much. of you will win this. And by the way, folks, we're not done. This was just the main show. If you want to check out the extended edition of this show, where we talked about a whole bunch of other stuff, uh, you can hit that eye in the top right corner screen or follow the links down in the show notes because we're about to continue with the extended 
candidate show and talk about the next 10. Um, you know, the yeah. five that could have made my list, that could have made Ruel's. And so we've got even more race games to talk about if you want to join us over in the extended. But otherwise, as always, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much. I'm just looking at a blank wall, but I'm hopefully I'm looking in Ruel's direction. <laughs> thank you, buddy. And um, thank you once again to the sponsor of the show, The Fog, Escape from Paradise on Kickstarter now. Uh, have a nice day, everybody. Talk to you later. So long. Bye-bye. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All righty. Ooh, wow. So fun fact, I totally forgot to say the secret word when I was planning on saying uh, it. You, so I, had I, to, I heard you work it in. But yeah, I had to, on the fly, I had to make it, I had to redo it. I was it like, was a little clumsy, oh. but it worked. It, it was wholly clumsy, but you know, it worked and it's there. Hopefully everyone caught it. But if you didn't catch it, folks, be yeah. sure uh, you can, you know, subscribe uh, here on Twitch for free, actually, if you have an Amazon Prime account, or you can support on the uh, Patreon or the YouTube. And uh, Richard will just tell you where, where the secret yeah, word yeah. is. So just, if, yeah, uh, if, if you're a subscriber, just direct message me. I'll let you know because I heard it. And actually, because yeah, it was... I mean, I assume everybody caught this one because it was. Yeah. You were like, yeah, it was. You you had to stretch to get that one out there. But it <laughs> I worked, totally it did. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And I had, you know, I always put my my notes. You know, I have my my uh, game notes here, and I always put an extra large font. I just totally missed it this time. Oh so wow! On the yeah, on the fly, I had to come up with something. But hey, it's in there, folks. And if you didn't hear it, you know, be sure to subscribe, and uh, Richard will tell you where it is. Exactly. Or watch the show five more times on YouTube tomorrow. But that, okay, that's even well, better. I promised we would talk more about um, stuff. So yeah, you see R and R post show. What else? I mean, I assume you had more. I mean, I had like twenty yeah. I could have talked about. Same. So I had uh, honorable mentions and five more. So I'll give you my um, oh, honorable yeah. mentions first. I went old school for this one. Win, place, and show. This is a horse. Uh, another horse racing game. It was one of the first games I've ever I ever bought at, at the GameKeeper uh, many years ago at the mall. It's I think it's like a 1960s or 70s game. Win Place and Show is from Avalon Hill, I believe. It's one of those games. Um, oh, wow, I, 1978. Yeah. Oh, Win Place and Show is fantastic, fantastic game. Um, but I don't I don't know how it holds up. I haven't played in like 30 years, so I'm not sure if it holds That's up. That's some of that uh, as we were talking in the pre-show back when you used to play games on the floor. On the floor. Back that's when you right, were capable yeah. of doing that. Yeah. You know, uh, so another honorable mention that you actually uh, brought, put K2 on here, which was great yeah. because I almost put Seven Summits. This mm. is a game that came out last yeah. year. Um, it's basically a redo of Can't Stop. Uh, Daryl okay. Andrews did this, and um, you're racing up the mountains, and um, you're just the seven different summits, the seven tallest in the world. Uh, Michelle and I really enjoyed this one. It's uh, more of a press your luck, though, than a race game. Wow, uh, and it that's looks why I left pretty. Quanchai Moria art. Uh, yeah, art by Quanchai Moria, designed by um, Daryl Andrews. I feel like this one flew under the radar a little bit. People didn't really gravitate towards it for some reason. I think it's a fun game. Well, wh- wh- why, wh- wh- why? I mean, this seems like it could have been a contender. How come it didn't cross the line for you? I, I I don't know why. Uh, well, for me, for, for, I didn't make this list because I feel like it's more of a press your luck game. The, oh, the race, race is game. there, but it's not yeah. the heart of the game. Exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. And then 
to get another honorable mention, which I've been hyped about all this year. Ready, set, bet. Another game I from John for D. Sure. Claire. That that was yeah. going to be on your list as soon as you. And said, the reason why it, yeah. the reason why it didn't, it is a race game, but it's more of a betting game. That game is strictly about the betting. Um, you don't really have any way to mitigate. Oh, because you have no control run. over the horses. Exactly. Right. And that's why I pick long shot rather than um, uh, a ready set bet. Yeah. Okay. My other five on the list. Those are my honorable mentions. Uh, Formula D, uh, Formula Day, the original one. Mm-hmm. Um, that one that would have been my number ten is a classic uh, roll roll and move game yeah. basically. Um, the reason why I didn't uh, it didn't make my top five. It's too long. It, it should. Oh. It, Whenever I play it, it's, you're supposed to play like two or three laps. We just play one lap and we're just done with it. You know, fun game though. <laughs> and you had the other one, uh, number nine. Yeah, number nine on my list would have been Pitch Car, uh, dexterity game. Um, you're just flicking. Oh, discs. right, right, right. Where you, yeah. where you, you, you make the actual tracks where they do jumps yep. and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, yep. I mean, so Tom Vassell loves that. He always sets he, up some like big super. Pitch yep. car mega track at conventions. Yeah, and anytime at a dice tower event, you'll see a big pitch car yeah. game. It, it's fun, but um, it didn't make my top five. It was a, ten, a ten or number nine. Uh, the other ones on my list: Camel Up. Uh, a, I another, thought I, as soon as that when I said, yeah. "Oh, there's more betting coming," I thought for sure Camel Up. Yeah, would be coming. I, 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 I sort of tweaked it because I, I didn't want all my games to have betting on it. Come on. I'm, I don't want anyone to think that I'm a degenerate gambler, so I kept that. <laughs> I have to admit, I was worried as soon as the first one was, oh, my God, that's what he's going to do. His All five of these are going <laughs> to. Yeah. So it, I bumped it down. And I had two more on my list. Uh, Jamaica, a classic oh, yeah. um, roll and move and um, a classic uh, race game. You're, you know, pirates, and it's always fun to steal treasure yeah, from your opponents, game. race around Jamaica, and try to make uh, first place there. Uh, really fun game. My uh, my nephews and nieces, we they love playing this one uh, back in the day. Uh, really enjoy this. A beautiful, beautiful game. Yeah, yeah. And finally, this, this one I thought might have made your list. Well, yeah. uh, my number six, Steampunk Rally. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, very very clever game. Uh, one of the first Kickstarter games I, I backed, I think, many years ago. Um, this is a an engine building game with dice. A yeah. lot of fun. The only reason why it didn't go make my top five, I, uh, it's another one I feel like it bogs down at higher player counts for whatever reason. Uh, at least maybe with the groups that I played, it, it felt like it bogged down a little bit as far as gameplay. Hmm. Uh, game I've only ever played as a two player game, but I guess yeah. I could see it, that being a, yeah. an issue. But yeah, it's, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun literally building your uh, car there and then seeing it blow up as, as you go along. It's so much fun. Yep. But those are the ones on my list. What about you? Well, I had Cubitos and I had, um, you know, Quest for Eldorado and Cubitos both yep. made my short list. Nice. Um, and I knew either I was going to talk about them or you were going to talk about them. I know we both love them so much. Um, yep. Let's see. What else? Oh, Steampunk Rally. Uh, oh, and if I had to pick one, I'd probably take the newer one, Steampunk Rally Fusion. But either one. Now, oh, here's okay. one. And well, I went, I mean, I don't know. Tell me if I'm crazy about this. Mariposas. Oh, wow. Yeah? You're right. right. That does have a... Yeah, you go up and then you go back. Oh, my gosh. I That totally... That's a fantastic choice. Yeah, it's, 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 it's basically clank in reverse. You start out south of the yes. border. Your butterflies over multiple generations race as far as they can yeah. up north, but they have to make it back south over multiple generations. And it's a really oh clever my, game. That is great. Oh, Racing butterflies. This one... I... I, I you know... It's such an underrated game. I love this game. And because everyone didn't, you know, it was uh, Elizabeth Hargrave's like next big one after Wingspan. And, you know, it's people might have been expecting Wingspan, but that's a fantastic game. I love that. Great call. Yeah, thank you. I, I yeah. Um, 
And it could have pushed into my top five. My only problem with it was, I, I think it's brilliant at higher player uh, count games. It works well as a two-player game, but there yeah. just could have been a little tiny bit of stuff done for the revealing of because all the tiles are face down. It's also an yep. exploration game, too. And mm-hmm. um, really, at a higher player count game, a lot more stuff is being revealed when it's not your turn. So you have a lot more interesting, you have a more interesting world track to race on. Whereas Agreed. two players, yeah. you know, I mean, if if at a two-player game, hey, here's a th- way to randomly reveal a third of the tiles to represent, oh, a third player has actually gone and revealed them, then this would have easily made my top five. Easy. Yeah. It's a wonderful, yeah. wonderful game. And, and yeah, a high I mean, player yeah. game, total keeper. I, you're, and you're so right in the, your assessment, because I remember the, the three-player game that Michelle, Lauren, and I played was so much better than the two-player game yeah. that Michelle and I played. Just, yeah, because you have more stuff. But, oh, good call. I, now, uh, and now here's game. another one. You tell me, I probably wouldn't have gotten away with Galaxy Trucker. Galaxy Trucker? I mean, you are racing. You are racing. Uh, through the is galaxy there a finish line as you truck. Is there an... Yeah, yeah. Now, the the problem guess. is the race is really just a long extended in-game scoring sequence. Really. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. You can't yeah. you can't really make very many meaningful choices yeah. there. And the game is really building your truck. But then you do still race it. You are still racing. So I I would probably yeah, I I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I felt a bit too cheesy about that one. Um, <laughs> Great game, though. Yeah, yeah fun Here's game. another one that a lot of people missed. And surprising me, because it kind of came out at the height of the Wolfgang Warsh renaissance. You know, because he had Quacks, oh. and he had Gonshon Clever, and a third mm-hmm. one that was also very popular, which I can't think of right now. Um, and then he followed those up with Fuji, which you may not have played. I've never played this, no. This is a game where a volcano, Mount Fuji has erupted, and we are racing back to the safe village. Um, and we're all, and it's interesting, it's, I forget, is it semi-cooperative or fully cooperative? Because, um, uh, it's been a while since I played it. It's really interesting. We're basically racing to not get, you know, consumed by lava, because as it goes, the tiles get flipped, and we're trying to get, and you know, you have, uh, you know, different layouts for the track, and, you know, like, side paths you can go on, or you can try to go the quick path, but you're really involved with what other players are doing on their turns as well. It's really, really clever, but ultimately... I mean, it's more you're racing against the game rather than other players. So I didn't know if that really ticked the. I mean, it ticks the box of there is a finish line. They, you know, yeah. you're trying to get across. But I don't know. That, that felt a bit cheesy. So I, I left that one <laughs> off the list. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have. It sounds like a cool game, though. It I, is I a neat, neat game. Really yeah. cool interplay between players. Oh, Another wow. one, I don't know if people would agree, Sheepy Time? Oh, yeah. Well. I mean, there is a, I, I there's a finish line because you're trying to get your sheep around line. the corner and the, the finish line yeah. is the uh, the fence. The, but it's just fence. like, it's a game where you play multiple races because you race over and over and yeah. over again. Because so you, you you basically, yeah. if you imagine it as a race where, oh, we just have to do multiple laps. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, you know, I, I, I'm i okay. Yeah. At first I was thinking, no, that's just a rondelle. But no, you're right. It, it really is a race. There's around, a physical uh, finish line on yeah. the board. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good game. Wow. It's nice a great call. game. It should get a lot yeah. more attention. Oh, and yeah. then the last one I was also thinking about, um, and there, there are others, but we could do this all day. Um, yeah. First Rat. Oh, yeah, the, the, that's the, the newest one, or one of the latest ones from Pegasus Spiel, yeah. Yeah, yeah, neat, neat game where... Um, I haven't played this one yet. Another one where you've got a team, and it's all these rats racing to get up to the top, to the end of the track, where the uh, ship is waiting to send the mm-hmm. mice to the moon so they can get all the cheese. And uh, it's a really, really clever game, too, trying to hit the right spots to collect stuff along the way, because not only are you racing to get to the ship, but you're also tr- um, competing to be the best at building the ship at the same time. This one, I didn't know if it really fit, because there is a finish line, but that doesn't trigger the end of the game. 
It's just like, oh, hey, if I made it there, that means this particular rat can be an astronaut. So I wasn't quite sure. Uh, it feels very racy, though, but eh, maybe a bit of a stretch. And I could okay. list some more, but um, I was surprised when I really started looking because I thought, this is going to be hard for me. Because, I, I mean, I've played a bunch of car racing games over the years, and I've almost cared about none of them. Um, yeah, and I thought, yeah. it's just going to be too hard for me not to do Stonemeyer games where you're racing to be the first to get 15 points or whatever. Yep. But then when I realized, no, 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 there's a lot of finish lines on these. So those are just a few more. A few more interesting yeah. race options, folks, other than but, just cars going around in a big circle. Yeah, and so that's the thing. I got trapped into that. Like, yeah. I was thinking, you know, finish line. But you're right. Like, the Clank one was mm. brilliant. And I, uh, Mari Posas, if we could have got that on there, Ooh, I'm a yeah, nice big fan of that game. By the way. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm in Southern California. I speak Spanglish, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, All right. Um, but, yeah, great calls. Good, really good games here. Yep. Now, we do have some comments in chat. We got a lot of Oh, uh, no, we have so many comments. Let's see what we can do really let, quick. Let's do some Q&A real quick. Go, go, Q&A go. real quick if we can. We'll try to be um, succinct for a change. Let's see. Let me go here. Oh, this one. I, uh, Richard, can you explain the game sommelier item you can spend points on? Haven't seen this one before. Uh, yes, I so added it new. recently uh, because I finally broke down and got rid of the buy-in argument because we're just incapable of arguing um, about yeah, anything are. other than just really esoteric Star Wars stuff. Um, right. We couldn't just keep doing that over and over again. So uh, sommelier, as I understand it, is somebody like in a hotel that you go to that gives you advice about what to do in the neighborhood. And actually, I'm borrowing it from a great old uh, board game podcast, um, which I can't think of all of a sudden. There's somebody in the chat, I'm sure, who is... Uh, it's like it's one of the oldest board game podcasts there is. They've been going forever. Oh, that's going to drive me nuts. They they do a yearly um, fundraising charity festival based on board games for kids. Oh, really? Oh, um. that's driving me nuts. I can't think of the name of it, but yeah. Oh, it's oh, and I'm sorry, Force of Glass. It's not. It's I'm thinking of something else in a hotel. It's a, a wine sommelier it gives wine advice. Um, yes, I, I was thinking yes. of concierge. Thank you, Adam. Concierge. Concierge right. does that in a hotel. A, a wine sommelier is an expert in wine. We're kind of board game experts. So, yeah. if you want to buy that, and you're thinking, oh, I can't think of the next game to buy, you buy that, you say, well, these are the kind of games I'm thinking. What could you recommend? Something like that. And you and I and the chat will come up with an answer. That's what Game Somalia is. I like that. Yeah. Yep. Okay, folks, so you can spend those uh, rattle points on that, and we will help you out. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to Force of Glass. It says, do either of you guys support adding a timer around the table to reduce AP-prone mm. behavior? Seems to be a common element of some groups playing online. Understandably. Yeah. Huh. I have not had to do that um, in my real life gaming. You've um, never been in a situation where you're just like, come on, can we just please institute a sand timer? I have been in that situation, but not lately. Because, so, you know, when you first start in the hobby, you know, or going to open game nights, you know, you deal with all kinds of different uh, players, and some of them are a little more AP prone than others. I tend to stay away from those players and then I gravitate towards people who, you know, make quicker decisions and not necessarily the most optimal, but I'm okay. Let's just keep the game moving um, because that gives us time to play other games. Uh, So I don't know if it's uh, something, at least in my family, in my uh, personal group that I see a need to. Do I support that? Yeah, why not? Whatever makes your game night better and more fun for everybody, why not? Um, I I wouldn't see it as being a problem. Yep. I can say... 
this is something Jen and I have tried in the past when we were first getting into games because Jen mm-hmm. is incredibly analysis paralysis prone. And, okay. um, you know, I've just come to terms with it. I've got my laptop. If she's going to have a five or 10 minute turn, that's fine. No big deal. I don't want her to feel pressure. If she's enjoying herself, then great. Let her take the time. Yeah. But there was yeah. a time I'm like, well, hey, maybe we can, maybe we can get you to be a little bit more, um, quick thinking. And, mm-hmm. uh, and we tried it. And it made her so miserable instantly. They just uh, robbed all the fun. And she was like, she was kind of on board because, hey, I'd like to be more decisive. I'd like just to be able to not dither too terribly much. So let's give it a try. Oh, my God, I can't stand this. I never want to play this way again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it just didn't work for us. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, the real-time games, uh, we're, it's, they're real hit and miss for us whenever there's a timer or whatever. And I know Michelle prefers not to have that time pressure so we we tend not to and i i do too i like to just you know take my time and you know hopefully it's not too long um here's uh adam says where would you consider these race games mark hybo expedition northwest passage oh snow tales the hunger shadows over amsterdam fast sloths snow tales actually i thought about that one um, years ago, it might have made my list, but it, it's I, I don't find it as engaging as I used to, so that's why I didn't make my list. Uh, Maracaibo. Maracaibo. Um, no, I don't consider that a race. I don't, I don't because consider that a you, race. there is a finish line to cross. It, yes. That has nothing to do. That is just, that triggers mid-game scoring. Um, yeah. you know, and there are, and there are many players who will never come close. I mean, you could win the game going as slow as possible, not try mm-hmm. actively anti-racing. So, right. I mean, yeah, I, th- th- there's several, I mean, you could say the same for great Western trail as well. Uh, mm-hmm. that one just doesn't really, uh, work for me. I, I considered it, Agreed. but just didn't quite fit the hunger. Yeah. Of course, I, oh, did, yeah. I did put yeah. clank on and the hunger is yeah. clank with vampires from Richard Garfield. Yep. I just didn't like it as much as clank, um, shadows ever Amsterdam. That is an interesting one. That game, if I recall, if I'm thinking of the right one, uh, Adam, isn't that basically Dixit meets code names? I believe it is, is where players are racing around Amsterdam on teams and they are okay. using codename Dixit style clues to tell their teams where they need to go on the map. And it's like a scavenger hunt everybody's racing for. So I okay. thought that was pretty cool, but it just didn't, it's, it, 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 to me, it felt more like, oh, it's more about the social deduction. It's more about the codename stuff and less about the race, really. Mm. The race is just for okay. playing, trying to get points. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. And fast thoughts. Yeah, I did I not think one. of fast loss, and I should have considered it. Okay, it's I have brilliant, not that game. but it's terrible for two. Uh, he just uh. didn't even try to make it good for two. <laughs> nice. Uh, Ruckus has a uh, comment here. There are several board games that got a random and right version, like recently Orleans. Which other game do you think would make a great roll and write? Or ra- is it random and right version? What random and right? roll and write? Um, I just, I, I, I'm just happy to call everything a roll and write. I mean, strictly speaking, rand and write is probably the best thing to do because, hey, there's a random seed generator and you write Got stuff it. down. Decks, dice, Got whatever. It. Um, yeah. right. Uh, but let's see, there are several board games that got, okay, so what board game yeah. do we like that we'd love to say? Well, we just talked about this last week about how great, yeah. um, Agricola. Well, I mean, amazing yeah. Agricola would be a rolling right. Yeah. Because it and, would bring yeah. the idea of permanence. You know, the more times you plant the same thing in your field, which you can see because you had to write it down, the less mm-hmm. yield you'll get. So you're incentivized to change stuff. That would just be, and that's, you could do that without rolling right, but rolling right would make it so easy to implement. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, one of our favorites, uh, Castles of Burgundy, has a wonderful little roll and write. Uh, the Castles of Burgundy's uh, dice game 
Um, mm. It's a much lighter version, yeah. but it gives you it does give you the feel of the game. Uh, we we've talked about this the last few uh, shows. Uh, Twilight and in, in Imperium. Um, it has Twilight Inscription now. I yes. I can't wait to try that one out. Um, what other heavy games? Well, I honestly, I mean, uh, just the two. Um, should I say, uh, there's there's a there's a roll and write in development right now called Adventure Inc. That one way you could describe it is basically Gloomhaven, the roll and write. Ah, Adventure Inc. And I'll just leave it. Really? At okay. Wow. Got some scoops. Uh, this uh, this show, folks. Got some scoops for you. Okay. Uh, moving right along here. Oh, we're we're at the two o'clock hour. Well, oh, are we? Another, okay. How many yeah, more? Or do we only question. have a few more? Or what's it look like? We we got a bunch more. We could save them for next time since we are. We're going to be back next week. week. Yeah, we're going to be back next week, folks. So why don't we save some of these? Uh, let me see. Why don't we? Here, we'll do one more. Force of Glass asks uh, top heavy games that work best at two players, but have other player counts. Best okay. at two with other player accounts. So heavy games that work best at... Oh, right, because we, we tried to limit it, and I'm sure it was probably Force of Glass saying, hey, no, just games in general. Heavy games yeah. that play well with two. I mean, yeah. geez, there are so many of them. Um, I, I, my easy answer to that is I have twice, once in the last two years and then once six or seven years ago, done my top ten heavy games. Um, uh, so I've got a list of 20 games and I wouldn't put it on my list if it didn't work great for two. So you can check out either of those. Oh, so yeah. Ruel, uh, really heavy game that you think works great with two, obviously not Twilight Imperium. Correct. Yeah. And you know, we talked about Star Wars Rebellion that technically goes, yeah. uh, to four players, but, uh, I'm, I'm just looking at my list here real quick. Um, what works best at two, a heavier game. Um, you know, uh, well, I, I don't know if it's heavy, but I, I enjoyed it too. Uh, Concordia, I, I think that's a wonderful game. Yes, uh, at two, I, I'd say like a, that's probably like a medium weight game. Is that correct? Uh, well, it's been a while since I played it. It's really light in complexity, but the gameplay itself is really deep. I would call it a yeah. heavy game. Most people, okay. when they think heavy, they just mean oh, there's a lot of rules, a lot of complexity, a lot of mind yeah. clash type stuff. But no, right? Go is an incredibly heavy game, and it's yes. got um, a list of rules that you could summarize in half a page. Mm-hmm. So I would, right. I would, I would Concordia it up definitely. Cool, yeah. So Concordia, uh, the other one I was, yeah, the, I probably, yeah. Let's go Concordia. I think that's a, I'd love, and just talking about it now, I want to play it. It's been way too long since I played it. Um, it's a brilliant game, and I do like it at two. Um, I played it two, three, and four. Does it play five? It might play five with an expansion. I'm not I sure, think but that's Concordia, right, yes, and it also yeah, plays Concordia solo with the excellent Solitary expansion. That's right, yeah. Oh, another one. One of my favorites at two is Castles of Burgundy. That oh, sure. game is yeah, brilliant yeah, yeah, yeah. at mm-hmm. two. And I actually, I think I prefer that one at two rather than three or I four. I agree. Um, it can go a little it can long. Be, it can go a little long with yeah. multiple players. So, yeah, there you go, folks. There's two of you, uh, two for you. All right. Ruckus. Okay. And 20 more that I gave you. Um, yes. So, it is time to raid somebody. And, folks, we will be back next week. And on the table will be a spoiler-free version of Sagrada Artisans. Originally called Sagrada Legacy, but they renamed it to Sagrada Artisans because they're sponsoring the show next week when they launch on Kickstarter. And uh, so we'll try and finish the rest of the questions and uh, get to those Ruel ranks and all the rest of it. So, Ruel, do you see anybody you want to raid? Yeah, there's uh, the people are playing Feast for Odin right now. I'd I'd love to raid them. They're they're called the Satyr of Strategy. How do you spell that? S A T Y R 
of strategy. Seder, the Seder of strategy. Seder? Ooh. Is that Seder? I don't know. Oh, yes. They literally have Seder. a Seder as their logo. I've never heard of these folks. Oh, cool. Yeah, me neither. This is this looks fun. That's, That's cool. And they've only got Odin, five folks. visitors so or five viewers. So, folks, tell them Rado and Ruel sent you. By the way, I don't know if you've noticed. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, a very kind fan of the show did some additional... Um, what do you call them? Logos? Uh, em- 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 emojis? Right? Uh, there is a Rado Raid emoji. Two pieces. Rado and then Raid. So feel free oh, cool. to use them as you go um, spread some love to the Seder of Strategy, who it looks like, as you said, they are playing some uh, uh, Feast for Odin right now. Which, by the way, awesome. is another fantastic heavy game that works well with two, as an aside. That's right. There it is, folks. Okay. I can see Dare Drinker has already got them queued up. See, it's a beagle and a chicken and me. <laughs> two things spread across two. It's, such, it's so cool. Oh, that's so cool. So go Rotto rate them. And um, we're going to hit the button in five, four, three, two, one. Okay. And did it work? Um... It, nothing's happening. Yep, it, yep went, okay. it went through. There it goes. Oh, yep. phew. Okay, it's just it's cool. playing. Cool, cool, cool. All right. It's weird. Normally, awesome. I see that it happens there, but it's... Is it actually working? Because normally, I end yeah. up seeing them in my... Um, whatchamacallit? The... Uh, in OBS or whatever? Yeah, the, the, the dashboard, but it didn't show up. Yeah. But okay, yep, if I refresh the dashboard... Yeah, okay, it did... Nope. Really? What is it, this? Uh, no... It, we are there. Okay, we are there. Okay, so it's just the yep. dashboard isn't working for some reason. That's okay. Okay. Um, cool. So, hooray! Uh, yes. And it looks Fun. like everybody's going. Oh, look, a lot of Rado rating has been rated. Uh, some people nice. went crazy with that logo. So, cool. Awesome. Thank you, Little Buster, for the logos. I didn't know if you wanted me to shout your name out, but now that nobody's here. <laughs> uh, anyway, though, thank you, Ruel. I will see you next thank week. You. So, wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't need me to send this yet, then. Yeah, let me... You're going to go check me... to see if it's hidden in a box or something. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to look in the box and I'll let you know. I'll let you know later tonight. In fact. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And if, okay. if not, I'll just put it in the mail tomorrow. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. I'll see you next week, okay. buddy. See ya. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.